Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It is the end of another month. Oh my God, we're in the embers of 2023. How did that happen? Which means it is time once again for the Cultaholic.com Month in Review. September flavor. Uh, this is where we look at the big news articles that have moved and or shaken on Cultaholic.com, but I can't do it on my own. That would be called masturbation. I'm here joined on the very far left uh, by the 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 ever the ever fragrant, freshly sheared fragrant. Fraser Porter. Very freshly sheared. I've had a tremor. You know, Inoki lo- loves getting trimmed. Inoki loves a haircut. Inoki loves a haircut. He was he's big into haircuts. If yeah. you missed our live reactions on Sunday where we listed off during Wrestle Dream for AEW all the things that Inoki loves. Yeah, uh, it was an extensive list. There's a, he likes a lot of things. Inoki had a big, big heart. He had a big heart, did Inoki. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for joining us today, Fraser. And of course, we can't do this, Fraser, without the Cultaholic.com tribal editor-in-chief. He is rocking Goldberg because he's next. Oh. It's Aidan Gibbons. Yes, I'm Welcome here to the channel. Too. Thank you. It's Despite the fact I bought every book. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome! Welcome to the show, Aidan. Yeah. It's great to have you on. I have a cold, so oh, no. I'll sound more terrible than usual. I <laughs> <laughs> sound good. You have a lovely odour of Vicks vapour rub about you. Yes, Albus oil. Oh, very well, nice. It's funny if my cold is better, but... The issue is, is I've now got a slightly snotty nose. If you hear any snorting, it's me snuffing all the time. I'm not okay. <laughs> he says he's got a very, you've got a powerful might be sneeze. Me. Powerful sneeze. Oh, oh, last night, right, honestly, about 10, 10 p.m. at night, just went on a sneezing fit. But I've got to put a dad sneeze. Oh. So I feel really sorry for the people that live next door because I don't know if it explosions through explosions. the wall. <laughs> if, you, if you do it through like, this podcast, it'll be slightly far away, <laughs> yeah. but it'll be still incredibly loud. Did it like take you back to the Did it take you back to the 40s, all those explosions <laughs> in, 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 a, in a residential? Area. Blitz <laughs> <laughs> spirit. We've made it two minutes, we've already got World War Two. <laughs> so, so far, we've had cocaine masturbation in World War Two. What more do you Perfect. need? Well, what more could we need? But we need a little note from Atkins. 
Oh, we do indeed. So Jack Atkins joined us in the uh, inaugural versions of this top cultholic.com month in review. Uh, he then very selfishly moved home to be closer to his family uh, and his loved ones. Prick. So instead, he sends in a letter every month just to, just to keep him front of house and front of mind. So this is a telegram received from a catamaran in the middle of the Caspian Sea, dated <laughs> September 30th, 2023. This is arriving to us quite late. Actually, the postage has not been great. He says, <clears throat> and I quote, You twats. <laughs> it's already good. Now that's out of the way. Hello. May the record state that I am angry at the rumors of more pay-per-view events coming our way as it means I will have to do more work. And as we all know, I hate that. <laughs> at least I take solace in the fact that I am now the only frowning straight-edged bellend involved in the professional <laughs> wrestling industry, no matter how insignificant my role may be. Please ignore Brody King, Darby Allen, the Viking Raiders, and several other significant frowning straight-edge wrestlers. As always, your pal, Clive Fuck. Hey. P.S. Well done, Tom, on the Impact gig, you lovely lad. Although I am furious that I didn't see Blitz Spirit Aiden Gimmids in the announcement video, Death the EWO. <laughs> to which I've sent back an image from that announcements video where you can clearly see Aiden Gibbons, Blitz Spirit's hand circled in yellow. There oh, is actually a fantastic photo. There's photographic evidence. Dan Heppel from our office uh, for this lovely surprise that you all manufactured, you bastards. I'm literally um, front and centre. You are front and centre in the photo. And a photo that may very well be used in the Newcastle Chronicle. Ooh. I've been to the paper before. What for? Oh, what for? We, are, stuff. Are, you, are you that guy holding his TV license and pointing at it <laughs> angrily? Are you stood next to your bin going, why has it been collected? <laughs> it was just me and Carla going, man buys $10,000 worth of porn. It was an accident. It was an accident. It was I've, an been, I've been hacked. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was um, in 2005. I was a ball boy at, at St. James's Park for Newcastle United versus Wigan. And, wow, and, that's and, a big one. And all they do is they just have a they have a photo of you of a team um, that's obviously being the ball boy. And I'm front and centre because I was the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. how many goals did you save? None. No. Oh, well, that <laughs> is that what you would invite back? <laughs> After the Newcastle game, and that day we won two 0 Oh, very rare victories because we were quite shit. <laughs> um, oh. Newcastle also won that day, and you can see me a match of the day very briefly if you zoom in on the CRT TV. Ah, oh, you can see there's a little Aiden well, Givens. That, yeah. That's exciting. It's also exciting that you're getting in the Chronicle. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and Impact Wrestling. And Impact Wrestling. And I'm in Retro Gamer this month as well, last month. Talk I saw that. I Sonic. Sonic or something. Yeah. No, not even covering Sonic. No, it was somebody in a column... Uh, one of the writers from the, uh, for Retro Gamer mentioned uh, a, 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 a tangent that I went on on the Coldaholic Wrestling podcast, believe it, it or not. For those. I know, mm. right? Where I talked about the idea of a Daytona USA sitcom being uh, starring a car called Dave Toner who lives in a flat and just gets on with his life. <laughs> and, they, and it inspired somebody to write, in the, in the, write it in their column for Retro Gamer, so thank you. Nice. I'm, nice. Honestly, it's a busy month, then. It has been... Stupid. I, I'm, I don't know. I, I need to do something to top up the good karma because I've had a lot of nice things come my way. Um, I have a big wank. I will have, I've had several. <laughs> and, and that has somewhat 
helped. You were edging all Saturday night. Edging, oh, weren't we? Weren't we you all were edging? edging all night. Oh, God. Was going to mention, just, just before we go away from you talking about Newcastle United there, did you see the drone action the other yeah. last night? That was cool, wasn't Night it? before. Yeah. Brilliant, Saturday that was. It was on the way to work. Or, yeah. on the way or Sunday night. Oh, my God. This yeah. It's like, it's like a bird in the sky. Because Kylian Mbappe is going to be in Newcastle one night. Yeah, he's on the big market. Yeah. Big market chippy, Kylian Mbappe. Oh, that's, that's the dream, isn't it? Do you think he'll go to Greg's? Nah. There's a decent chance that they might go to Spoons because it's right, it's next, right next to, to this hotel. hotel. <laughs> like, oh, they've finished, they finished the match. They'll go and have they've a lost 20 0. Exactly. And they're like, off. right, I'm off to. Let's go get a cookie dough from Spoons. Yeah, they could legit do the Jericho Triangle. They could. Oh, that'd be a dream, wouldn't it? Square. The Mbappé Square. The Mbappé Square. It goes to a slight other establishment. It takes in one extra site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it goes to the front door of the Webinar. <laughs> it's not as ambitious as the Trippier Hexagon. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about football. That's for Hold and Give, you cowards, with Ross Tweddle, Aidan Gibbons, Clive Fuck, Owen Mawson, Dan Heppel. You've been on it? I was on it once. Counts. I, I was on it once because I bought some. You're things. alumnus. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I'm an Impact Wrestling superstar for the rest of my life. That's fair. Enough. That's going on all my posters. Even if I do just three shows for them, it's on all my posters. <laughs> former Impact. That's former a, Impact former wrestling, wrestling. Former TNA star. <laughs> I'm T. I'm an NWA team. You've now you will have done enough to possibly be entered into the Impact Hall of Fame. Probably. At uh, one day. Well, they're really, like, the cook will be aware of Empire Wrestling. <laughs> It'll be inducted Grado. Tom oh, I do it. I wouldn't blink. Yeah. Anyway, we are here to talk about wrestling. This is where we take the big stories from the month of Oct- of September. And Jesus H. Christ, what a month September was, Aidan Gibbons. Get us started. Fucking hell, that's two and a bit pages. Right? I don't, a lot of pages, isn't it? Two and a bit pages of notes here for one person, and his name is Chick Magnet Punk. Ah, oh, here we go. Because after... Everything, it finally happened. It's finally over. It's really sad. It's over. Well, is it sad? Mm. Actually, it's sad because we, we now get less views because we can't write. <laughs> truth. <laughs> There's a lot of truth spat there. It's yeah, true. Yeah. But yes, all Elite Tell Wrestling... Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, all Elite Wrestling fired CM Punk. There, so this will be a little tangible. Little story was, it was the same night as a pay-per-view. Which one was it? It Pump was paper. all same night as doing same, well, same night as yeah. There I was asleep, half nine having a bit that. I was working in the lab. <laughs> half past nine, second um, of September, Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Saturday. <laughs> then Carla walks in, interrupts my sleep, and goes, "Aiden, what's up, Aiden? No, Carla's my fiance. Bart, I don't mean to frighten. AW sacked CM Punk, and I was just like. Is Justin on it? Yes. So why have you told me? <laughs> so, fuck off. So, and it turned out all the wrestling fire and CM Punk with cause following an internal investigation into the altercation at All In. Of course, we covered this last month where not only did CM Punk have a backstage fight with Jack Perry, but he confronted Tony Khan on multiple occasions at All In. And this all ultimately led to him being fired. Helpfully, Wembley does have cameras, so they would have just looked at the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike a uh, brawl out where there was no cameras backstage. Uh, but Tony Khan announced his firing was with cause. He literally said on Collision, today I terminated Phil Brooks, CM Punk, for cause. This stems from a backstage incident at AEW All In last Sunday. The incident was regrettable and it endangered people backstage. This includes the production staff, People who help put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network, TNT, for nearly four years. Never in that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my safety, my security, my life 
was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't think anybody should feel that way at work. I don't think that people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult decision today. That phrase has caught him a lot of flack. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not to say that his life wasn't in danger. We don't know the full story until, until TMZ finds someone to leak the Wembley footage. We'll never know. Yeah. But it's, it's a very... Dig, it's it's a very dramatic thing to say. Uh -huh. um, and when he said it to the live crowd that night at Collision, it did garner booze. My and it's not to say that it didn't happen that way, but it, it, it does come across as melodramatic. To give him the benefit of the doubt on it, though, yeah. I doubt that statement would have been allowed to air without lawyers looking at it and going, "That's you're allowed to say this, you're allowed yeah. to say that. Him going... I, you know, I've never, you know, I felt from my, feared for my life. My life was in danger at a wrestling show. That, it does seem overdramatic, but we don't, we, we really don't know actually what happened. No. It could have, he could have uh, genuinely, there could have been a real accident. Like, we know that monitors fell on him. How heavy were those monitors? He might be allergic to monitors. Yeah. Like, yeah. What we don't know as well is you've got the competition with Khan beforehand. This all stemmed from... Um, CM Punk not being picked up from the airport, so he's basically furious all weekend. Shouts a lot at Tony Khan um, in a locker room. We don't know what happened there. Tony Khan then gets hit by monitors during the altercation with Jack Perry. Um, and CM Punk basically actually then tries to go for Tony Khan afterwards. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you'd fear for your life then if someone tried to grab you. Probably be a bit, you'd probably be a bit shit scared. But, yeah. but what we then have is we then got an incident afterwards where they're, they're in a locker room together. This is from PW Torch. Um, and Tony Carr just leaves, like, looking shell-shocked, basically. Like, so we'll never know what happened in that room, mm. basically. Fame for the life is not a bit dramatic. It seems yeah. so. Again, without knowing what we know, then we don't know. Now, um, we did go into the detail of the incident last month. Um, and okay. it's funny because, like, the thumbnail for this podcast... Uh, so last month, the thumbnail was CM Punk after winning his match at All In. The thumbnail for this month I've chosen is CM Punk leaving said match, doing the, the finger <laughs> in the yeah, air. The yeah, that's the thumbnail I chose. And I thought, that's from the same match. It covers two months. Yeah. <laughs> Just happens in the way in which the show was formed. He was formed. acknowledging his tribal chief. He was acknowledging the tribal chief that he will one day return to. Uh, he turned, uh, the first time that we heard from CM Punk in the wake of that uh, was at an MMA show that he was doing commentary on. Yes. And, uh, and and he alluded to having two months to yeah. himself or having a quiet two months ahead, suggesting that something was happening in two months that might mean that he's going to be busy again. That got a lot of tongues wagging. And WWE just happened to be in Chicago with a life as a virus series in November. So everyone, hmm. Mm. Um, like, as of last word, according to Dave Meltzer, they hadn't agreed to a deal, but and there's still probably a lot of heat on CM Punk amongst top WWE management. But this is WWE where they will sort of let bygones be, be bygones. I mean, mm. they, they've made friends with everybody again. Mm. Yeah, they I mean, really have. Even in the, like, if you're going back to like 2010, we've seen a rebuilding phase in relationship. Bret Hart came back to WWE, had an incredible run as United States champion. Um, <laughs> Randy Savage was on his way back before his untimely death. We had then later on with Cody. He, he formed the competition, so I wouldn't be surprised if if we eventually see see Punk back in WWE and Chicago is a good place to do it. Money talks. He's probably on next week's NXT. 
Sure. Yeah, so that was those yeah. are some pointed comments by Shawn Michaels this month as well regarding uh, CM Punk. It was one of the first WWE agents. I, I guess Nick Khan did as well, didn't he? Nick Khan spoke Nick about Khan him. Nick didn't rule it out. Yeah, so Nick, so the two that spoke about it, one being Nick Khan, who, as you say, didn't rule out uh, CM Punk. And, and he also uh, gave him plaudits for his uh, work in the WWE and in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, and then... Incredible it, career in the UFC. Incredible yeah, career. Yeah. Almost as, which, is, which is stronger, CM Punk's UFC career or Bret Hart's final US title uh, run? Well, <laughs> it's got to be Bret Hart because he actually won a match. Yeah. What, what, one, did, one wasn't allowed to get touched. Wasn't and one got to touched a lot uh, very quickly. What a run, though. What a run Bret Hart had. <laughs> He was retired by the time I started watching wrestling. So that's <laughs> Bret Hart when when Atkins goes, oh he's the he's he's the best. Uh, he's right. He's the best. Yeah, I, I just listen think to this and he's gonna he's gonna hate that. you. That's now. not. I can't do the accent. So uh, yeah, Bret Hart as US champion 2010 in the jorts. <laughs> he looked a mess in that. Hey, look, 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 that's not... Shawn Michaels, obviously. In fairness, he did. It was post stroke. He looked excellent. If you take that. Effect. I mean, okay. yeah, for someone who's had a stroke. Yeah. And, 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 a, and a career-threatening injury. He looked fantastic. Oh, yeah. But he shouldn't have been wrestling. For, for an adult so human. <laughs> <laughs> he looked awful, yeah. How old would he be when he's 50? 50. Yeah. yeah. He looks awful. So he's, he's similar age to Chris Jericho right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe a little... No, he's younger than Sting right now, obviously. I'd say allegedly he's taking more drugs than Chris Jericho, but that wouldn't necessarily be true. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Yep. No lawsuits, please. <laughs> Um, so we punk went so in terms of what sort of happened from there um, the the locker room reaction to punk being let go um, was pretty mixed he's got he's got some people in the locker room that, he, that were really fond of him I think a lot of people said that CM Punk gave a lot to the locker room like yeah. he was an ear yeah. he was a conscience but there were many who butted heads with him and, and Punk wasn't one to suffer fools gladly by the end and uh, yeah he was he was falling out with some people in lumps based on some of the reports that we heard it was, it was the whole issue basically wasn't it in that CM Punk really did cause a huge divide of in AEW I mean, you had people that were CM Punk guys, and you've got people that were essentially elite guys of these two like factions of the company just butting heads all the time. Um, the reaction was mixed. Some people really were upset to see him go. Other people were clearly delighted mm. because they'd won effectively. <laughs> they could actually work a Saturday they, night. They could actually work a Saturday night. I mean, th that's what we did see that the brand split that was introduced to keep CM Punk and people he didn't get on with separated, that's gone. Um, Collision and Dynamite were effectively a bit like the way Ron's Ron Smackdown were before they reintroduced the brand split, yeah. where both shows just have angles on them. What, what we did have, though, is in the days following CM Punk's firing, House of Wrestling put out a report that revealed... So what we heard the days before Punk left is that there was going to be a meeting between... Oh, there was a meeting pitch between the Elite and CM Punk. I mean, we're never going to know the full story because CM Punk signs out the meeting was going to happen, then the Elite cancelled last minute. The other side is, is the Elite said the meet was pitched by Tony Khan and they just went no, straight <laughs> away. So we're never going to know the full truth to that. But what they've said is also CM Punk isn't planning to sue Tony Khan following his, following his firing. And <laughs> this will shock people. It shocked me when I read it. CM Punk is breathing a sigh of relief after getting away from the day-to-day -day drama <laughs> at AEW. 
I can imagine that he is. Um, we, we, we've certainly written about far less drama than CM Punk's it, gone. It yeah. does seem less dramatic. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's now just the on-screen product and like signings and stuff like uh, that. It's getting it as it's much more as normal again. as much as I I did love seeing CM Punk in AW because you know it's CM Punk and it's seven years he was away from wrestling. The past month, the TV quality hasn't dipped. It's been as good as it was before, if not better in some regards. And it does feel kind of fresh and exciting. It doesn't have like a, a, a dark cloud, as Hangman said in one of his promos. There's yeah. a dark cloud hanging over him. Seems like there was a dark cloud over AW, and unfortunately, that was CM Punk. They've but... also basically replaced him as well with somebody that we'll mention next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It fits in so well. Right, yeah. this new signing, whoever this mystery <laughs> signing could be. FTR are so happy they've got their original <laughs> friend. <laughs> the, the the CM Punk thing in the it it brought to life a phrase that I I haven't said in a long time, which is um, if you if you if in the morning you bump into an arsehole, they're an arsehole. Mm. If you spend the day bumping into arseholes, you're probably the arsehole. Yeah. Like a five foot ten Yoda. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Yoda nice. with brummy accent, I am. Going how old I am? Enoki loved arseholes. Enoki loved arseholes, and he loved Yoda he as did well. Love Yoda. Why yeah. does he love arseholes? <laughs> oh, I'm very literally. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what Enoki loves. <laughs> like there he is licking uh. his lips when he sees somebody <laughs> bent over. <laughs> <laughs> so the ass crack bandit. Right. <laughs> ah, smack. <laughs> Chopping. <laughs> Chopping ass. Um, Fraser, does Punk turn up in Chicago at Survivor my, Series? My crystal ball. Get your crystal um, balls out. I think he does. Um, but, pure... but for which promotion? Impact. No, I don't think it oh. will be Impact. Um, I, I think he will rejoin WWE. The question is, how soon? Survivor Series is the perfect time. But I could see them holding it off until Rumble and just being like, look, we want to make sure that this is, you know, right for us. If they do it in Survivor Series, yeah, it's a big it's a big talking point. I'd like to see it. I don't know if I don't know if it would fit in well though with the current culture in WWE. Because he won't be the top guy. He won't be the CM Punk ten years ago who was the revolution of the company. The revolution's happened. You've got Seth Rollins at the top of the card now. Mm. You've got your your LA Knights, you've got your Cody Rhodes at the top, and I don't know, we don't know how well he'll fit in, but I think he will make his way to WWE. What do you reckon, Aiden? So, one of the things Meltzer mentioned is does he actually end up back in AEW? Oh. Um, I don't think he will. I think he'll be in WWE for until he at least pisses off somebody else. And because I mean, he's got issues in the locker room there as well. Seth Rollins has been quite vocal about thinking he's a cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns doesn't like him. I mean, these are two guys that have influence. Mm. But I think he will go back. He'll, he'll be given a short leash, and he, he could very well be gone by this time next year. I yeah. Mean, you mentioned, though, that like, there's people in WWE does have issues with, and we know that publicly. I think the difference is, and it's not a knock on AEW or WWE, they, they both have different ways that they manage behind the scenes. AEW, it's a lot of freedom for a lot of people. WWE, it's more corporate. It's more structured. They've got more, like things in place to stop things kicking off. I don't think he would even try half of the stuff he did in the AEW no. backstage that was the in WWE. Issue, wasn't it really in AEW? He just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Like, he was actually the sheriff of Collision and Tony Khan let him get away with everything. At the, the start, though, at the start of his run, like back in 2021, that sounded perfect. Yeah. Oh, CM Punk, 
great wrestling mind who's who wanted to drive the business to where it is today but left the business having sort of a bit of control over his storylines and, and the creative around him that's perfect it's just the stuff I don't I think WWE would give him some sort of here's your creative control but they wouldn't let him kick off backstage essentially it would be a right if you do that you're fucked you're out of here yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't suffer him and that's, that's and the, the shenanigans yeah, exactly so. That's fair, and also, and also with WWE, one thing to, to to keep in mind is at the moment they've gone through a major transition, which does change the eyes that are watching the product internally. To that end, we move to our other big story from September, which is a seismic change to the landscape of the industry. Really, it might not feel like it day to day, but it truly is. Yeah, so for the first time ever. WWE is not majority owned by a McMahon. Mm. So, as expected, the merger between WWE and UFC into TKO Group Holdings was completed on Tuesday, September 12th. Now, was all the pomp and circumstance there. They all were at the New York Stock Exchange on Wall Street. You had Vince McMahon giving it the big Hulk Hogan ear. Oh, God. <laughs> there his moustache was and his dyed hair. <laughs> as much as, you know, shit on Vince McMahon, as much as we want. He had just major back surgery, like, <laughs> three, you know, a month or two before that. And he's back just doing, with a cane, full on Hogan. You know, he was walking after a major back surgery. He's invincible. Genetic freak. <laughs> yeah. Not normal. But you had Nick Khan looking up just like, what are you, are you doing, f- <laughs> You fucking melt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <You're> embarrassing. <laughs> so what we do have is, so the new company, the structure is Arya Manu. So, right. So take your group, UFC, WWE. They're all effectively owned by Endeavor, which is this big company. Ari Emanuel heads that up. He's also the CEO of TKO. Vince McMahon is the executive chairman of the board of TKO. So officially doesn't have a role in WWE, but as we'll get to later, has a role in WWE. <laughs> he certainly has a role in WWE. <laughs> um, so we've also got Nick Khan, now the president of WWE. But this all came after a months-long process, really. I mean, of course, back in the summer of 2022, as we mentioned previously, Vince McMahon resigns as CEO and chairman because um, the sexual misconduct and hush money allegations against him. He spent tens of millions of dollars to women to keep them quiet, <laughs> allegedly. Um, this all just bumbles along until Vince forces his way back into the company in January of this year and then decides, you know what, I'm going to sell. That, I mean... A lot of people in WWE apparently believe Vince sold the company so he could effectively secure his own future. There's a lot of people that believe that's going to be the case. So Vince has denied that, like, privately to Nick Khan, but that's not really changing the way a lot of people within the company think. But it did bring a lot of sort of new wealth to WWE, and I think Vince McMahon's made $110 million from the sale. It's not bad, Just in dividends. Um, The stock price opened at $102, but it's since, I mean... Dropped drastically. I think it's now around eighty-five dollars. It's not this performing as well as they'd hoped, right? Yeah. So one of the reasons for that is we've got the new deal where SmackDown is going to go back to USA Network. We will discuss that a bit more later. Yeah. But that basically caused the stock price to plummet afterwards. But in terms of WWE, will never be the same again. Um, in terms of McMahon's role, Tiki clearly are a little bit worried about McMahon and all the allegations because. The situation is still under investigation from the SEC and federal prosecutors, and they've said all of this could negatively impact TKO. But and where we are right now is the investigation is still ongoing. We've had nothing could, since July. It could go on a while. Yeah. There's a lot to go through, because a lot of these allegations go back 
multiple, multiple years. Like we're, well, I think goes back I, to 2007. Exactly, 2006? 2007. So 2007. It's a long time. These investigations are going back. They've got a lot to go through, and it will be really interesting to see if McMahon selling the company to secure his place um, back in WWE after his retirement eventually ends up with him unceremoniously being kicked out of this new company that he doesn't have the control over. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think it will, but I mean, you know. one of the ideas is as well as that they're going to do is to bring in, effectively bring in more money for the company. So the idea was that everybody get it and sort of like supercharge WWE's revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, the new TV deal, for example, sort of live ticket and things. One of the things discussed is do they run WWE and UFC events on the same weekend? Yeah, they're talking about like super sports entertainment weekends together, aren't they? The problem is there's not a lot of crossover between UFC no. and WWE yeah. fans. UFC fans look down on WWE because of it being a fake sport. It's not fake. It's scripted. It's real, um, brother. So, like, I, I can see them going to a city. Yeah, look, we can bring you UFC 324 and we can bring you WrestleMania. That's going to cause a lot of chaos in the city. And you, there's not going to be enough hotels room for everyone. <sighs> and there's going to not be... Like, people won't pick up tickets for all... All, all shows, which is, is... But all they will see is two huge events in the city at one time, and they'll think of, whilst the infrastructure may or may not be there, yeah. they'll, you know, there'll be there'll be people that'll make, you'll bring a lot of money into the city, wherever they do it. If they do like a Vegas weekend where they yeah. have, I don't know if they do it at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think, no, I think they do it for, show. yeah, it would be like Fastly. a, it, yeah, like, or a backlash or something like that, where you'd have UF, a UFC event on the, or you, 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 yeah, you'd, have, yeah you'd, no, you'd have, I think you'd maybe do SmackDown on the, Friday, the UFC event on the Saturday, and then WWE event on the Sunday. So you have that sort of block, and then it brings people in. And obviously because there's the WWE event at the end, the UFC fans kind of come in and then leave again. So you could logistically make that work. Um, But I could see a lot of cities bidding for that sort of package. I was going to say, that's part of it as well, is that in terms of ticket sales, WWE makes a lot of the money just from getting cities to bid on holding the mm-hmm. WWE event. Yeah. At the minute, it's like the big four, but they want to get at the point where every show is bid on, basically. Honestly, and it's getting there. WWE's been really strong with their premium live events this year. Oh, yeah. Premium live yeah, no, I'm getting, getting the tagline in there. WWE knows best, ain't that right, Atkins? <laughs> hey. But look, yeah, you're right, but like like Backlash in Puerto Rico. Exactly. Puerto like Rico. Puerto Rico! Uh, that's, that was massive money, and it was just a, and it was a B show, essentially. Just to give you some context in... Um, back when we did what happened at, f- or not what happened, nine, what, pitches. nine pitches for Backlash, Tom, a week before the show, was like, oh, and then Bad Bunny goes, but wait, we're in Puerto Rico. And then Savio Vega runs out. <laughs> and then Savio Vega's in the ring and he goes, but wait, we're in Puerto Rico. And then Carlito runs out. And what happened on the show? Well, Carlito ran out. As did Savio Vega. Then, well, Savio Vega walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also predicted the rest of Los Bariquas and 400 Conquistadors. And they were there. So I wasn't... Comp- they were there, but just probably not as mm, they were visible. Just, they were in the crowd. That's true, actually. That's very true. That's great backlash. Mm. But yeah, so that's where they're at, where they want these you know, money in the bank. Obviously, it's a big five money in the bank, but then London getting mm. that and that being a big deal for London as well. Uh, we've, you know, on the, on the way to this, we've got Fastlane, which is in... Which is at Gainsborough Stadium. Yeah. Which is, a, it's, does that technically make it a stadium event? No, it's like 12. Well, I think because technically it is a stadium, but it's like 12,000. Right, fair something. enough. But it's it, it'll be, yeah, they're making all of their shows seem bigger and bigger. And also they announced Elimination Chamber for Perth. Perth. Last month. Back, back home with Scottish, well. Scottish Perth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, phrase. It's not that, it's not that Perth, mate. 
Sorry. Fraser's like, I've just booked a hotel. Oh, yeah, Fuck! I've, I've been really excited for some haggis. Yeah. <laughs> I've booked Holiday in Perth. The only person ever go on holiday to Perth. Perth and Kinross. If you're from Perth, are you a Perthvert? Didn't, didn't somebody actually <laughs> ask if it was in Perth? Yeah, so I put on my, t- my Twitter when that show was announced. Um, big up Perth. Uh, can't wait for it. And put the picture of the football stadium, uh, which sits like, 14,000 people. <laughs> and then someone I know from uni messaged me who works for the paper up that way was like, is this genuine? Like, is this... Obviously, because if it's if it was true, that and he, he knows that I'm in, the, in wrestling. Yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, that's there's a scoop. There's a story for the local paper for DC Thompson. I, I did originally... I was like, yeah, I'm buzzing. And then I was like, no shit, he will report that as if it's a... A real thing. A real thing. Yeah. So I did clarify... It's not real. It's not perfect. Oh, I'd have been so tempted. I was really wanting, and then I could give comments and be like, <laughs> "That'd be brilliant, mate. That'd be amazing." Uh, so, so with with the merger, so on the day of the merger, WWE did it in their own very bombastic way. When you walk up uh, to 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 Wall Street, you've got the whopping great WWE Universal title and the UFC title dominating the street. Mm. For everybody going to work on that day around uh, that quarter of New York, they just see these big title belts. Uh, Ari Emanuel was presented by Vince McMahon with the TKO Championship of the World, which Ari Emanuel, like a true wrestling fan, like a true Mark, walked around with over his shoulder for the rest of the day, (laughs) which I thought was excellent work. I respect that massively. He defended it against Jeff Bezos a few times. <laughs> Challenges everyone to steel cage matches. Uh, and then we had them ring the bell to start the trading at Wall Street. They don't really start the trading at Wall Street with the bell anymore. It's more of a, a symbolic, symbolic thing yeah. that they do it. So they were there on the on the on the floor of uh, on the on the big money floor of the stock stock exchange in New York, getting things started, having conversations. That's where Nick Khan made his comments about um, about our boy CM Punk, mm-hmm. among other things. Um, there was a hilarious blunder that was made on the day when it came to their marketing, whereby the TKO Holdings Twitter featured pictures of UFC and WWE stars. And one of the stars featured was Naomi, yes. uh, a.k.a. current Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion, Trinity, who hasn't been with the company for over a year but now. Know, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought tried. was hilarious. They did try, yeah. but that's, a, that's an unfortunate blunder to make on such an important day, <laughs> big, that, big day. that everybody saw. But mm-hmm. oh dear, what a pity, never mind. Um, we were saying there, Vincent Mann, obviously he's on the board and technically part of TK. Maybe it means Trinity knockout. That's what it means. Oh, yeah. Ah. And that's why they included her as a little, like, a wink. Uh, That's what it was. That is so much effort for a tease at Naomi. (laughs) (laughs) She's coming back. (laughs) It's just like Vince going, right, Naomi's coming back. Mo's the company. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this great idea, pal. (laughs) Trinity. Trinity She's going to knock out. She's going to. She's going (laughs) to. Uh, that Vincent man isn't gonna just sit on the board for TKO though, is he, no, Aiden Gibbons? No, he's not. The way I describe it is he has ultimate power. <laughs> ultimate power. In, in WWE. He's literally sat there, he's got a he's got a glass bowl in one hand, he's got a Gandalf staff in the other. <laughs> he is he is Vince McMahon the white. <laughs> <laughs> and the always right. Because he always no longer grey that we dyed his hair. So yes, on the day before the merger, Vince, who had been well, on medical leave, he had his spinal surgery. 
Um, it was the September 11th edition of Raw, and then we found out the show off was going, oh no, there's last-minute changes again. Mm. This can only mean one thing, and it in fact did mean that. Vince McMahon is back in charge of WWE Creative. Officially, he is not the head of creative, that is Triple H, who is the chief content officer, but Vince McMahon effectively holds the power to rewrite anything Triple H writes down, and he can change anything he so wishes. So effectively, he's like the big, oh, he's Sauron, the eye of, Sauron <laughs> of WWE. Uh, but he actually, we found out the September 11th, but he was making changes from the 8th of September episode of SmackDown. He's still making the odd tweak, it seems like, basically him and Triple, Triple H will write the shows and Vince will just change what he wants to but he's still just making change remotely. In terms of day-to-day, Vince McMahon is the man running WWE, and there he is. It's not 78 been, years old. It's not <laughs> been that bad. No, no, the show's still been The shows right. have been actually really, really strong week to week, and from the little changes that we've seen, like, they make somewhat logical sense. Like, as much as people go in, oh, Tegan Knox should, be, should have faced Becky on that episode of Raw... Not having Tegan Knox in there made sense to give it to Natalia, who's been putting in a shift the past few weeks. You know? mm-hmm. So, like, little changes like that, if that was a Vince call, um, that makes sense. It feels less like it did the night after WrestleMania, where Vince was like, yep, I'm back. I'm changing everything. It's going to be Brock and Cody and all this. And that's, it feels a lot more logical. It's just always going to be a fear, though, and it? Like, it's just going to come back in one day and just, like, well, that was a really good story with that. It'll just scrap it. It was the worry the other week when Ellie Knight was pulled from SmackDown, and everyone was going, Vince. Oh no! Yeah. Oh my God! They're going to kill off LA Knight. He's he's done. He's back to Max Dupree. Yeah, COVID. No, he just he? COVID. Yeah. yeah, and they're pushing him to the moon. But it was interesting because at first that wasn't it wasn't necessarily the case. It was almost like they knew they had this hot property, and they were just very nervous with the tongs with it because they didn't want to like they they didn't want to throw him into a program until they were dead certain that he had a contract that he was happy with and he was locked into it. And also until they knew the exact direction they wanted to take him in. So there was a little bit of a period where he kind of floated and just popped up and then disappeared. But there seems to be a trajectory for him now. It's interesting, you know, the contract thing. Because as far as we know, they've only had discussions, right? They've not actually signed. So he's not re-signed, but his deal's not up until the end of 2024, 2025 or something. But they were, they, there is talk of a big money contract for five years, but they're still negotiating. But yeah, you're right in the fact that they, they had to make sure, oh, he's top merch seller. How many months is that going to last? And he's mm. once again the top merch seller, beating out Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, Cody Rhodes, uh, everyone. He's he's a hot commodity. Kids love LA. And I they do. certainly do. Um, talking of contracts, there were many released from theirs in September. Uh, we kind of had an idea this was on the horizon with the merger taking place. That there would be uh, some synergy behind the scenes cost synergy cost synergy sackings cost synergy getting to fox uh, getting to fox Nokia loves and Noki loves getting to fox you just ask anybody um but there was the, we 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 knew something was coming certainly behind the scenes and there had been some rumblings about some releases front of camera as well um talk to us about it aiden okay so, so, no. <laughs> yeah, you no. Do, I caught Aiden. Well, if you're watching the video version, he was doing a little pirate impression yeah. there, just looking out of the one eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but yeah. Going so, back to his, his ancestor, Blackbeard Gibbons. Blackbeard. <laughs> oh, interesting story. Oh, go oh, on. Here we go. Aiden's interesting <laughs> story of the week. 
so what we worked out is my, my uncle Brian, rest in peace, worked out. God rest his soul. <laughs> worked out um, years ago that there was a Gibbons on Blackbeard ship. No way! Yeah. So I wasn't half wrong. <laughs> what, what is what is with my powers of manifestation? I don't uh, like it. It's terrifying. But he was hanged for piracy, obviously. Obviously, he's copying <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> he's just caught with a copy of LimeWire on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you descended from this Gibbons? Yeah. So you're a bit of a pirate as well? Yeah. That was why you do the eye thing. That's why they called me Long John Gibbons. (laughs) (laughs) It was the laugh at the end where you knew you stuck the you knew you stuck the landing. You knew it was good. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you. Long John Gibbons. Gibbons. So Long John Gibbons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All my friends call me Long kids, John Gibbons. Kids love me Long John. <laughs> I was going to make a crude joke, but I decided not to. Enoki <laughs> loves a Long kids John love Gibbons. Long John. <laughs> I've got a pair of Long Johns for this winter coming up. <laughs> got some Fuck off. Fraser doesn't believe you. You've got some Long Johns. Well, I, I got them last winter. They're called Long Jonathans. Cause it, cause it, honestly, right, it was fucking freezer last winter, right? Mm. And I was just like, I'll get a pair of Long Johns. Mm. It's getting cold again now. I love it. I know. I'm ready for it. Right. So, so anyway, we'll keep we'll, we'll keep you up to speed with the long john situation yes. when they arrive. I'm just picturing you know full full body long john suit, <laughs> like a full like the classic uh, long john gibbons. Long john it gibbons. all comes back around to pirates. Long john gibbons. Like you, like that. Oh, that's a lovely. That's, Long John Gibbons. Look, look, look at the night before Christmas. Like, like a cowboy that goes to bed. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, when you go bankrupt in the casino, when you walk around wearing a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden Long John Gibbons. Long John Gibbons. Continue with the releases. We're Number all... one super guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> Quicker than the human eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> right, which was quite a serious topic, some stars were released in their future, and they will give them yeah. good luck in their future endeavors. Yeah, some, they yeah. Yeah, to get to So the, the merger was initially announced back in April, and that like it was going to be coming. Nick Khan said immediately after that that um, there would be cost synergies. Cost synergies. The cost synergies would only affect the off-screen product, and there would be no changes to the on-screen product. Nick Khan was lying. Bullshit. Imagine that somebody working in a major business that lied. Yeah, disgraceful. So what we heard in the days after the merger, reported by House of Wrestling, was that major talent cuts would be on the way. We, we all sort of thought they would hit, but not quite so early. So. Thursday, Thursday, September 21st arrives. Um, this came after cuts had already been made behind the scenes. We saw the likes of Dana Warrior, um, Ultimate Warrior's wife, Jamie Horowitz, Catherine Newman, and Amanda Bloom. They were all fired at Titan Towers, or WWE's new headquarters for that matter. Actually. A lot of these came because obviously you had two marketing departments, two travel departments, two yep. PR departments, two logistics departments. So it's just this is the process of WWE and UFC having one TKO branded yeah. department for each place. So there's, that's why there's this bloodletting is happening behind the scenes. So it was over 100 employees were fired. Um, they, these firings occurs on September 15th, which is a Friday. Um, a staff were basically told to stay at home, and then they were suddenly... Um, loads of people were fired, and on Monday they came in, but rather been devastated. WWE then holds a company meeting on Tuesday, September 19th, and in typical WWE fashion, to do this meeting, they set up an old Raw set 
And they all like make entrances, the, the executives. <laughs> I know what will cheer them up. Let's do some wacky wrestling entrances. <laughs> so, you just sacked Janet. She's been here 50 years. Vince McMahon. <laughs> no chance in hell. I say, yeah. He's a, some of you will be fired. No chance. Success <laughs> what you got. <laughs> It's money! <laughs> Here it goes, money talks. <laughs> Here comes money! You're all fired. Steve's wife just lost her job on Wednesday. Here's Nick Khan! Do 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 do! is on a roll! <laughs> Khan is on a roll! <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> Somebody call the lawyers! <laughs> <laughs> It was quite insane. Yeah, he does. It's so fucking, so fucking bleak. He does McMahon's million dollar mania at the top of the stage. <laughs> oh, some money. We're going to fire some people. For all, for, for as, as intellectual as a guy like Nick Khan is and well read, he can't read a fucking room. <laughs> None of them can. Oh, everyone, Aiden's gone. <laughs> We've sacked everyone. I know I'll cheer them up. <laughs> Fucking hell. Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania <laughs> on the zipline. <laughs> we, we made so been... much money. <laughs> Fucking dickheads. <laughs> I mean, this, this is what we hear. Is that they've, got, they've, got, they've got the raw set. Um, Fucking arseholes. I don't think we went to town on them enough <laughs> when we did the news videos about this. Yeah. We yeah. should have really gone to fucking town on them for this. It's insane when you read about it. It's insane it? and it's also fucking insensitive. Yeah. It's like 100 people on the Friday and on the Monday, come on in, we've got a mini episode of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> That'll cheer you up. <laughs> Can you picture DX coming out on top of the stage with the glow sticks? You're all sacked. We've got two words for you. You're fired. You're sacked. Take a look under your chairs. What is it? It's a pink slip. Right. That it's your P45! It's fine that they, just in the advert, right, they come out with the hornswoggle with a t-shirt gun. <laughs> Firing P45s into the crowd. It's like, fuck, oh, fuck what did it mean to fire Janice? <laughs> fucking she's gone anyway. Ah, fuck it, bye Janice! <laughs> This is really bleak. People have lost their fucking jobs, but oh my gosh. But WWE handled it, handled it in the most WWE <laughs> way. So WWE. So, so yes, at this Do you think I... you did it like the draft? <laughs> Dana White on one side, Vince on the other. We draft Lucian accounts. <laughs> yes! Yeah, the whole WWE office is buzzing. For the, yeah. We've got Maureen the Tea Lady. Yes. <laughs> no, I wanted Maureen the Tea Lady. I'll give you Mike and Greg from PR. Give us Maureen the Tea Lady. <laughs> That's her value, that is. Fucking She's a free right. agent. She can go between offices. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Gutted that it was an impact involved as well because they could have given everybody feast or fired briefcases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we've got, we've got the uh, wall set. All the executives there. You've got Nick Khan, Triple H, Kevin Dunn, Brad Bloom, Vince McMahon, and Ari Emanuel all there. Nick Khan does a brief speech that introduces Vince McMahon. Vince gets an entrance, and this is where it gets really Fuck. fucking morbid. Fuck <laughs> because Vince McMahon doesn't really get much of an applause. So he gets to the stage, 
and just starts just he's just a bit like he just goes out like he has the whole attitude where he says I'm Vince McMahon damn it clap did he say clap damn it you're made, or you're supposed to clap going, there this is when you are supposed to clap and fuck start, me he is again he's going come on come on and then there's some more person who goes you've got it we can teach you stuff guys and we're like Jesus he's off <laughs> the rails why are they so miserable yeah <laughs> could it be you fucking sacked a hundred people a few days before you fucking ghoul and then what we have is Vince McMahon just not, this is just a blatant lie but Vince McMahon says the reason he sold the company was because WWE was stagnating despite the period where Vince was gone from the company and they were still making record profits <laughs> um, ratings were on the way up and the TV product was the best it had been in years yep it was stagnating but Mad Cat Moss wasn't getting a push so fuck yeah, it yeah and it, like yeah so this these comes about with eye rolls amongst WWE employees um for the reasons mentioned, the company be recording record profits, and the belief amongst WWE employees is that Vince McMahon sold the company simply so he could return and secure his own future. Um, yeah. That's pretty much exactly what happened. What a mm -hmm. day! There, there was also plenty of sympathy for Stephanie McMahon. Of course, Stephanie resigned when Vince McMahon forced his way back into the company. Um, sympathy for Triple H too, I guess, is because he's got to work with his father-in-law. <laughs> he's just he's stuck and he's married to the mob. Um, mm -hmm. And then. Vince McMahon did get the stage on a cane, so he's giving it the big in while hobbling about and shaking and all this sort of shit. Um, he then, Vince didn't hang around to chat with the remaining employees that he hadn't fired afterwards, presumably because his back was just giving him bother. But oh, he can make a fucking know. entrance to a raw set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't stay and talk to people whose colleagues have been sacked. Oh, back's hurting now. Oh, but I'll, I'll do all the big entrance and shit. Oh, best, best go for I make idle small talk with uh -huh. people I might sack next week. <laughs> All me back, better go. Can't handle small talk, do so, they? Uh, he'd, he'd be like, so how much did you make in this sale? <laughs> I mean, hundred million, damn it. <laughs> do you want to see me flex? <laughs> it's just so removed. Man, he's just Mr. Burns now, isn't he? Yeah. He's just Mr. Burns. <laughs> they're, they're all clapping, he's just going to go, boo him. But he also <laughs> looks like a used car salesman that like, is really... Like, deal something on the side uh, I think it was um, John Oliver that described him best described him as uh, if you asked an AI image creator to draw a snake oil salesman yeah. <laughs> it is Vince McMahon it's isn't it? Vince McMahon he's, he's from the 90s he's like that bloke in Red Dead Redemption <laughs> he is yeah whatever he was called I've forgotten but yeah he's like the guy that runs uh, Summerfield in Hot Fuzz <laughs> For the greater good. For <laughs> so the greater, greater good. good. <laughs> so it's a look. It's cousin, cousin Sissy Skinner. <laughs> um, he then went on to introduce Ari Emanuel. Uh, and as you say, then he left. No, he didn't stick around to have a chat, which is a shame. Because uh, I wonder what he would have said. So those are the behind the scenes happenings. And bear in mind that Nick Carn has said, look, there'll be some changes behind the scenes. It won't affect the day-to-day -day products. Um, what as just patting my belly. That's patting your belly. <laughs> it was a little rub. Yeah. I'm fucking delirious at the minute. It's great. You were on some very hot, very strong coffee this morning, yeah, weren't you? Rubber tug tug. But so after we've got all the backstage shit, the front so, stage the, shit. Like like we got the front stage shit. <laughs> where I mean, this is just a little behind the scenes story of where it was Thursday, September twenty first. What sort of happens when the day goes along as I start winding down for the day about half three because I finish at half four. Why is it bastard? So <laughs> starts, he starts at twelve. Uh, again. <laughs> 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 so, so I get Takes an hour for lunch at first. Yeah, two hours. <laughs> liquid lunch. <laughs> don't tell Pachini. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll edit this bit out, mate. Don't worry, you'll never know. 
So it was just sort of, well, we're getting ready, getting everything edited, getting everything sorted, scheduled for the rest of the day. And then Mustafa Ali tweeted. And he tweeted that he was longer with the Rooney. I thought, that's a weird thing to tweet. Weird fucking thing. Because um, obviously it meant, like, it meant, it seemed to look like he meant to put no longer in there. But I thought, he's got a politician's gimmick. He could just be bullshit and thinking he's being funny. And then me and Fraser went, eh, we'll leave for 20 minutes. Went to get a coffee. Then we came back and was like, oh no, they're actually releasing people shit. Um, we were halfway through the the Cultaholic podcast. I was covering it. And if you listen to the Cultaholic podcast, then you'll know there is a, there's a very uh, very popular trope, which is the Cultaholic podcast curse. Because the podcast is recorded on a Thursday, normally the big news breaks on a Friday. Yeah. So by the time the podcast comes out, they can't reflect it. They even moved to the Friday and the same shit kept happening. It just yeah. then moved to the Saturday. So they're all, they'll forever be chasing it. So therefore, that's just the way it is. But then the the alley thing happened whilst we were taking a quick break and we were convinced, oh, it's him, like you say, just being a bit of a, a yeah. being a bit of a troll. Thanks, I am longer with. And then suddenly when he changed it and then we heard somebody else got released, we went, oh, bloody hell. So the, that particular podcast is fascinating because we then, I said, right, we we can't ignore the fact that it's happening. It's happening in real time. We're halfway through recording the podcast, so we 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 equipped Joel, who edits the podcast, with a microphone, and we said, "Right, Joel, keep an eye on things as we're doing the show as normal. When someone gets released, whack up your mic and tell us what's happening, and we'll report it in real time." And it was such a weirdly disjointed mm. podcast, uh, uh, but what a, what a what a joy to be on in a weird, horrible, horrible way yeah. to be front and center of that with and. It, it was a joy because we got to hear Joel's voice for the first time on the podcast. That was yeah. the, the light in all of this. It felt like a full on newsroom. It did feel like a newsroom. Me and Sam were live on. We went, you went, we went live, live on, on YouTube, YouTube, didn't you? Yeah. That was uh, a weird experience. Just being like, right, well, we can't confirm anything just yet. Oh, and Dolph Ziggler's fucked off. He's gone. Yeah. We've released him. Oh, this person's gone. This person's gone. Top dollar's gone. Like, it was very weird, especially with the chat being like. Oh, this bit. Oh, it's seen as fired. He's <laughs> not. And, and I was just there furiously writing. But, we, but now this is this is this is morbid. But we were the top result on Google for releases. Get it. Fuck you, you rest of your rest. But just, just the nature of the beast, isn't it? You've got to cover it. Vince McMahon works hard, but Aiden Gibbons works hard. I work hard. Fuck you, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden is in the... Uh, Vince McMahon's in the gym at 3am. Mate, Aiden's in the pub at 3am. Yeah. <laughs> Long before you were. So, Friday, September 22nd, the releases come down. So so let's let's remind ourselves of those that were... Uh, we wished good luck with their future endeavours this September. Do we, do we go one apiece? Um, I think I think we have just Aiden read them and we'll just we'll pipe up as and when. Yeah. So so the full list of releases initially start with main roster releases. So we had Dolph Ziggler, oh. Elias, Mustafa Ali, oh. Shelton, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, oh. Top Dollar, uh, Riddick Moss, uh, Emma, Leah, uh, uh, Rick Boogs, uh, uh, and then we had so Quincy <laughs> Elliott was in between the releases. So we were took Brian Alvarez reported the releases were going to start at 10 p.m. British Summer Time was when they were going to hit NXT. 9 p.m. There I am eating me tea. Quincy Elliott's gone. What'd you have? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> wasn't a Fraser Tackle night. It wasn't a Fraser Tackle night. Corn beef hash. I don't know. <laughs> I think I just had chicken. Okay, oh, just, a, just a whole just chicken. Just a whole chicken. Whole chicken. Was, dry, <laughs> dry whole chicken. Cremated <laughs> 19 hours <laughs> in the oven. Moist chicken is Satan's food. 
Quincy Elliott. Now, this guy has the best name of everybody. Amazing name. Bryson Montana. Because Heather Edmonds music should have been Viva Las Vegas. Well, just mm. Bryson Montana. Montana. Yeah, they should have done that, but they never That's did. That's good. Missed out there. You've got like a few of those for, for names, you, like where you sing them a song, like yeah. Saxon Huxley. So, oh, yes, nobody would rather be. I am Saxon Huxley. Nobody I'd rather be. I am Saxon Huxley. You can't take that away from me. So Bryson Montana's... What song? Viva Las Vegas. Okay, so Bryson okay. Montana. Yeah. Um, Dana Brooke, she was released. Do you have a name for song for her? No. Nobody else, actually. Mm. Just just them two. Yeah. yeah. Mansoir. <laughs> or Mansoir. Oh. Massey. Also, oh. Um, Big Shanks. Big Shanky. Shanky's gone to dance no more. Um, we will Dabakato dash Babatunde dash Commander Aziz. He oh. was gone. Oh. Ulyssa Leone was a different one. She actually asked for her release and was given it. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what's next for her. Um, Mexico. Yes. Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, this is where we got people who um, almost hadn't been on TV. Ikemenjiro, he had been on TV, but the rest were Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, and Abul Abadi Fitzgerald. So these are names that are either within the performance centre on the training uh, school or had maybe popped up on Level Up yeah. Yeah. once or twice. I definitely remember seeing Brooklyn Barlow. Although I, it was the, these, these releases came a few hours after the main roster ones, I believe. Yes. So I woke up bleary-eyed looking at my phone going, Brooklyn Brawl has been a little. <laughs> oh, Barlow, okay. Well, they'd sack the Brooklyn Brawler. Steve Lombardi, hardly knew ye. Him and Repo Man. No, they're hanging in there. And, and then Saturday morning, it was like, Matt Riddle, was he was the final release? Yeah, so the Matt Riddle one uh, hits a little different. It's a little bit extra. A little bit, little yeah, bit it's a little bit. Should we touch on the Matt Riddle one while we're here? Yeah, so I, mean, I haven't got to a separate story, but the Matt Riddle one is related to the cuts, but effectively he'd, he'd burned too many chances. Um, where what he ends up doing a couple of weeks before his release is he accuses a JFK airport police officer of sexual assault. Um, what we learn is that Riddle, from flying back from Crown Jewel, was essentially just pissed in the airport and causing a disturbance. So they get the cop as over. It's also, they have a chat now, Aethon goes away, fire, they don't even file a police report, and then Riddle puts on Instagram that someone sexually assaulted him. Um, the, well, Melson's reported that the police officer just like, this is a load of rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the investigation is still ongoing, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think to he said he's, he's, he's done too many chances because you've also got the... There's, there's been past cases of sexual misconduct allegations against Riddle. There's the whole thing over his divorce. Yep. And he was in rehab last year, so just... Yeah, he's been suspended before, so, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things in his it was public nice. life that are just not great for WWE. It's just 19 strikes and you're finally out, basically. I think of all the weeks to do it, it's the week that the WWE have the uh, have the world watching them with the, the merger, and so therefore they have to really make a statement and go, no, nah, we can't have that. Definitely the biggest happening. name along with Dolph Ziggler to yeah. be released. Um, both names are ones that Riddle, you would expect a wee bit more of. Dolph Ziggler I never expected would get cut. I thought he would No, I thought he'd be a lifer Is as well. 19 years? Yeah, it's crazy. The, 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 the curse with Dolph Ziggler, I mentioned this on the podcast, and I, and I think it's worth mentioning it again. Dolph Ziggler is the greatest all-rounder. And that's not me saying that he's average at everything. I mm-hmm. mean, like, if you need someone in an opening match 
then it's Dolph Ziggler. It's someone who could slot easily into a main event and it wouldn't be weird. He can be a baby face. He can be a heel. He yeah. can be on any brand. He can challenge for any title. He can make anybody and everybody look fantastic. That in itself is the problem because when you've got someone like that that is such a Swiss army knife of a sports entertainer you're never going to truly get behind them because you may need them to slot into many other yes. spots and that's sort of the, the blessing and the curse he's, of Dolph Ziggler he's one of the best sellers the industry has ever seen unreal too good at making other people look good yeah if he put more effort into making himself look good and maybe had a few shit matches from time to time it actually yeah. would have benefited him I know that sounds like bollocks but if he'd had a few if he had a few matches that weren't great yeah they would have gone oh okay we can use him here he makes everyone else's moveset look more devastating than his yeah. and makes everything that he does just seem less impactful but he's he's so good mm. I think we will see him in AW I think we're going to see Nick Nemeth Mm. Well, Mark Henry on Busted Open Radio did say that Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth is uh, top of the list for Tony Khan in terms of people that they want to bring over from this yeah. this 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 litany of releases. Dolph Ziggler's definitely one of those they want to bring over. I think I think there's quite a few that have got a, a good life after. I think they. I mean, potentially they all have. Depends if they want it. That's the problem. Isn't it? Like they want with, it. With a lot of these releases, some of them just disappear from the industry altogether. Yeah. And some of them will go out to do better things, like Matt Cardona. Mm. I think I think Ziggler and Shelton are the two that we'll see in AEW. Well, we've already heard that with Shelton as well as well. I yeah. think there was something over his contract situation where they thought it had already expired and people in AEW were pushing for them to bring Shelton in. Yeah. Mason Mansour, um, Marseille Mansour, uh, chat with Marseille coming soon. Um, they had a great moment because so the moment they got released, they uh, Marseille went on Twitch and went on Twitch most nights. And he and Mansour just... Went to town, opened the books, talked about everything. Talked about their backstage issues, talked about some of the ideas that they pitched, the creative they got done, people they fell out with behind the scenes, people that liked the behind the scenes. Uh, Marseille revealed how Vince McMahon uh, was really hands-on with their with their debut. To, to the point where you would get those ladders out of the way. Yeah, it was in, the, it was in the, the, the hours before Money in the Bank where they would go through spots of Money in the Bank and Vince came down from his office and went, right, get the ladders out. We need to work on this catwalk for Marseille and Mansoor. But like, we find out he hates white pants. He hates white pants as well. Vince hates white pants. White yeah. Pants. Doesn't like them. We, we don't as in like what? trousers or pants. Don't jeans. Like trousers, like yeah. trousery jeans. Doesn't like white jeans. I guess it's harder to conceal an accident. That follows, yeah. though, because he hated Seth Rollins' white SummerSlam 2015 gear. Yeah, it doesn't like white. He doesn't like white. Don't know why. Pure. Surprise me. It's a weird blow. Mm. But yeah, so they, they kind of found themselves... In a tough in a tough position because Vince was so behind them, and then they had that big power change last year. And Triple H not as big a fan as of, of male models of maximum male models, so they end up getting pushed the sidelines. But they kept creeping into matches, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So there were two battle royals where they were given creative by uh, I think Jason Jordan going the battle royal, and you know you're gonna get eliminated by Alpha Academy. And both times they were in Battle Royals, there was an agent backstage going, why are they in the match? We're not using them at the moment. Like, they just sneak into matches, which I think Great. is fantastic. Great. They went, they showed videos of characters that they pitched that weren't the models. Really like Reservoir the, Dogs, weren't they? Yeah. Really like the Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction type character that they they had, where they, Ziggler was the name they referenced in it. And they were like, yeah, let's say our client rhymes with uh, Rolf Ziggler. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's, that's funny, like, it could have it really worked, and I hope they get to do that on the indies. Or 
or wherever they end up. They'll end up like somewhere like Impact. Well, that's the that's the that's the best part because they were they were doing one of these streams and then the Impact the official Impact Twitch what came started in? watching them came in and, and and Marseille the first thing he said was bring us home baby. <laughs> Like because they've never been there. They've never, never been, been, there. been there. But they believe like themselves. They believe spiritually. They could just do whatever they, they want. belong to Impact. Like that that character, that style, those personas. They would do great business in Impact Wrestling. Couldn't agree more. Them along with Dirty Dango in Impact. Oh yeah, Santino. Yeah. yeah, but I would like to see them be taken more more seriously. So they're not just comedy, like male mm. models, but they're like. Zoolander-esque where they, they, they're trained to be a spy. <laughs> like, they're male balls but hard as fuck. Yeah, they're an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> this, that'd be amazing. I'd yeah. love the bones off of that. Like Mugabe in... in uh... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> go on! I do in Zoolander. Is well that done. his name? I don't know. I you said Mugabe and we both went, oh, <laughs> hang on. What is this? A school for ants? <laughs> 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 I was just like, yeah, we've got our reach up our Robert Mugabe now. <laughs> <laughs> Which episode of Real Dictators is this? Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. These releases took place and, and it came on the same day. We've kind, of, we've kind of hinted at this. It came on the same day. There was another seismic change to WWE programming. Yes, so Fox um, has aired SmackDown since October 2019. We've all known the TV deals coming up in October 2024, as is the one for Raw and NXT. Yes, yep. NXT too. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they announced basically literally about two hours before um, the release of start is that um, SmackDown will be going back to USA Network. Um, WWE's come to a deal with NBC Universal with 
Uh, $1.4 billion over five years works out at $287 million per year. Mm, that's all right. That's been a change. Um, so it, it, would be, it was a 40% increase on their current deal of $205 million per year. But this wasn't good enough for Wall Street. They, Wall Street scoffed at such a paltry figure at $1.4 billion. <laughs> and the stock trade legit plummeted. Um, it, pl- it fell a little bit from the opening. It was at $96.23 at the beginning of the day. Within an hour, it was down to $88.95. And it, then it kept falling. Oh, it's not ideal. Um, yeah. Not like um, oblivion from Open Towers by the end of the day. Isn't it? <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a, that was a knock. I guess it was. I guess it was seen as like the the mission on Fox had failed because they would have otherwise kept it. And WWE are always looking to get more return on investment and more money for each deal each time. But when they went in and made made declarations to Fox, they'd be hitting these numbers, and they very rarely get near those numbers. But then still go. Can we stay and have more money? <laughs> I don't think they're going to... Uh, no, I don't think we are. It was no. a weird thing you had with um, SmackDown because SmackDown's regulated the number one show on TV for Friday night because mm. really they just shit on a Friday. Yeah. Um, but Fox didn't make any money off it because of the stigma around advertising and professional wrestling shows. So it was good for prestige purposes but shit for money. Yeah. This has been the case for decades. Yeah. In like back in the day, Monday Night Raw would forever be uh, would forever be moved from a Monday night to make way for the Westminster Dog Show, right? The Westminster Dog Show brought in less viewers. It was not it was nowhere near what Raw was doing, but it brought in a higher clientele of advertisers. Yeah. So whilst less people watched, they'd make far more on ads during the dog show than they would during the stupid bloody yeah, wrestling. To be, to be fair, dogs. Dogs. Top notch. Yeah, I agree. I would if they where, where do you want to advertise your product? Dogs. During grown men tend to hit each other or show about dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Well dogs. Dogs. Of course it is. Dogs are the best. Sorry, lads, it's dogs. But basically the stock price started falling as well because baked into the stock price was the idea that WWE would get a bigger increase than what they actually got. So the expectation was the deal they would secure was for $307 million, um, per year, which of course is about $30 million. Twenty million, I can't mm. count, isn't it? Mm. Twenty million, yes. Yeah, it's about twenty million, shy. Twenty million more than what they actually got. Mm. So everyone went, "Ah, this deal was not the increase we expected." <laughs> get you ready, get rid of your stuff, get them sold. Yeah, uh, there was a big jump, wasn't there? Um, for the future of Raw and NXT, it looks like those shows won't be sticking on USA Network. They're going to go somewhere. We don't know where yet. There's talks of Amazon, of course. Jeffrey Bezos was spotted sitting alongside Triple H, so they're having a nice old handshake, mm. nice old cameo, mm. and all the shy people possibly. <laughs> Um, Children, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was also talk Disney's interest in the idea that they might put it on, I think it's FX or ABC or something like I'd that. I'd heard FX. ABC, ESPN. Yeah. Oh, no, I'd heard ABC, actually. Yeah, no. That sort of shite. Um, so we'll, we'll find out in the future. They're going to end up somewhere. Not USA. Which is which is strange. WWE's been on... Or Raw's been on USA Network. Since 2005. By the one yeah. Spike. Which yeah. is, it'll be really strange, and like you never know, it might change the schedule up. We were speculating just purely that might mean it's not a Monday Night Raw anymore. Which is just wrong, isn't it? It is, but then like Nick Khan has said, look, you know, everything's negotiable. You know, we'll do whatever show on whatever day. Monday Night Smackdown. We're going to have Saturday Night Raw. Oh. Genuinely could be, it could be go head to head with Collision. It'd be a bad choice for ratings, but like, <laughs> could do it. a lot of money. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Wednesday. Especially if they go to streaming service, it'll matter less and less what the actual like, live viewing yeah. is. Yeah. It'll just be sort of our people watching during the week. Amazon yeah. Prime will be an interesting one, I think. I think that's one to keep a, an eye on. I think they 
they are trying to boost their sports quite a bit this year. Yeah, well, I think they've already got it. The US Open. Got the US Open, they've got some football rights. They've got Premier League for like uncertain, uncertain big, big yeah. things around December. They've got cricket and they've had rugby before. Yeah. So, like, they're boosting their sports catalogue. I wouldn't be this would be a good way to do it, and it's cheap. Relatively compared to other, yeah, it's cheap programming compared to other stuff. Because yeah. it'll just and it'll just make and churn out content. An Amazon original WWE Raw. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah. in sort of silencer news uh, to in terms of like TV broadcast and stuff. I'm surprised you haven't written this down. Their Hulu deals ending. Cheers, yeah. mate. Kids are crying. Like Hulu's just been quietly broadcasting WWE programming for d- decades, and and it only, I only found out when somebody tweeted about, hey, I've noticed on to, to the Hulu account, they said I noticed that the WWE episodes have an expiry date of next week. Is that is that an error? And then the official Hulu went, hi, yeah, we're finishing up with WWE soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? That's how we find out Hulu. Because we're in the sense over here because we don't have Hulu. Yes. So it goes completely over the like under the under the radar. Under the radar. But Hulu is owned by Disney. It's yeah. a Disney streaming platform. Disney it's, and NBC, I think. Disney and NBC. It's a joint promotional thing. I think Disney has the majority ownership of it. and then, But that means that, like, yeah, it's ending with, with Hulu, but could that be a signal of Disney being like, right, we're giving it up the deal here because we want to make a bigger play for the content mm. for Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Yeah, or when they merge, which the plan is to in the next year or so, merge Disney Plus with Hulu in the United States like we've got Star. Um Ending with Hulu is probably a signal of them going, yeah, we want to invest a bit more in the future. And a little panic on last night because we finished, um, we finished Only Murders in the Building season three. Oh, I'm not, I'm not I won't say a word. I won't say a word. But then, and then I went online and it went, oh, confirmed for season four. Like, and then it said Hulu. I went, oh, hang on, there's a copy. And then I realized, oh, no, no, it's always been with Hulu. They yes, just have it on yeah, Disney Plus. Hulu Plus. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. It's very it's, uh, good. Same show. with the bear. The bear is a Hulu original. Mm. Um, but over here we get on Star. Yeah, that's a fun little aside for you there. Because it's weird. It's like Disney, it's like Disney Plus presents this really hardcore show. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, Disney doing that. That's ridiculous. Uh, so these releases, so as uh, Fivefold Selective reported, uh, a lot of frustration uh, amongst WWE roster uh, because of the cuts. Uh, many believe that uh, it was to do with the offset in a SmackDown, and many to, were to do with uh, announcements of Elimination Chamber. They did it around that time to sort of minimise the negative impact on the company. Like, let's just hide some bad news. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, weird. like we look at it, and go, that's good news. They've got a stadium show on the way, and they've got a new TV. And Walter's like. Oh, this is horrible yeah. news. <laughs> and basically, they've done it on the idea that we're going, hey, look, guys, look who's got off oh, the wage yes. bill. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the, the cut effectively came down to, it was sort of, um, the report by Dave Meltzer was, it was how much they're being paid relative to what WWE is planning to do with them. So one of the people that they did release were people that were sort of being used on NXT or weren't on TV, but they were on main roster deals. So it was sort of WWE space look the god. They think they're being paid more relative to their worth. Yeah, and mm. just sack them. So one of those was Mustafa Ali. Uh, and Shawn Michaels was quite upset with this. Uh, he spoke about it on the media call ahead of NXT No Mercy, and he said that. They had big plans for Mustafa Ali going into March of next year, and he was facted into a lot of stuff. And he found out that Ali was going just before Ali found out. Yeah, so I think Fightful Select reported that Mustafa Ali was actually going to win the North American title at yeah. the Mercy. And it's, I mean, this, this has happened before as well, poor Ashore, who put plans together, and then suddenly he's got half his roster gone because yeah. they got the main roster or they've been sacked. Yeah. 
happens more. It, it, it just seems to happen. They just find out lastminute.com, yeah. um, which is the case. Sean Mark was in that same media call, by the way, got a lot of tongues wagging because he was asked about CM Punk and he talked about how much he loved to see CM Punk in NXT. He literally went, I might get in trouble for this. Yeah. Hey, next week's NXT is going head to head with Dynamite. <laughs> just saying just saying pal but he said he drew a lot of comparisons with how with CM Punk and his uh, his style and, and uh, sort of his his um, how, people, how his... people think he's a dickhead yeah, yeah so the there Sean, we Sean go. Michaels and CM Punk are the exact same both off their heads and <laughs> he's a bit sure 97 yeah, uh, yeah. 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 he's a bit sure 97 is Punk a little at times straight edge though does that yeah. mean the Young Bucks are Bret Hart yes oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah Kenny Mego Definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, that makes far more <laughs> sense. Canadian. Oh, yeah. He's Canadian. Canadian, very good at wrestling. And a far, hair. A far better promo than Brett. He's slightly less miserable than Brett. Yeah, I like yeah. a miserable Brett. Yeah. He's a good He's a good egg, he's miserable Brett. Not Brett's. as cool without the short, with the jorts, though. <laughs> oh, no, Kenny Omega's not cool outside of a wrestling ring. <laughs> he's not, God love Neither's him. Neither's Brett. Brett's cool. He wears jorts. No, no, but Brett in the 90s was cool. Was he? Yeah, leather, <laughs> leather jacket, cocaine, a new woman every night. <laughs> the Brett that we found out about years later <laughs> was far cooler than the Brett that we knew at the time. That is true, yeah. We're just like, oh, I love wrestling. What the fuck is this? <laughs> it's <laughs> like he's here. <laughs> <laughs> that little hurt at the end. <laughs> you have a really good impression. I love wrestling. <laughs> 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 so my um, Jack Atkins is crying. Uh, oh, he deserves it. Brett, not Jack Atkins. Yeah. Uh, with all of those uh, releases, there was one big signing that was announced in the month of September. What a time to announce it, eh? What a time to announce it, just before the end of the month. Talk to us about it, eh? Yeah. So this can aptly be described as another example of Vince McMahon being um, a bit stupid. Because you're like, <laughs> right, we've sacked lots of people. Big signing, get it announced, get it announced now. Mm. But Tuesday, September 26th, we, we knew it was coming because the rumblings had happened in the weeks beforehand. We knew it was going. Mm. And then we got to it. ESPN and we announced that Jade Cargill, of all people, I don't know why I sound like it was in Gill. Gill. Okay. But Jade Cargill um, is now with WWE. She's currently training at the WWE Performance Center. Jade Cargill explained why she decided to leave WWE for, um, decided to join WWE from yeah. All Elite Wrestling. And she went, one thing I am is a businesswoman. And I think I made the best route at the time. Not route, stupid Americans. <laughs> well, that was a little thing there. WWE is she, a, uh, Jade Cargill said that. He's stupid Americans. Stupid Americans. WWE is a great company, you know. But I took what I had and I bet on myself. And the outcome obviously paid off. I want to create a legacy. I want to be in the Hall of Fame. So soft-spoken. I want to wrestle with the best women in the world. I mean, there's no grander stage than this stage. You know, the opportunities are endless for this company. It's a no-brainer. It was very, it was very welcoming. Okay, I didn't have any second thoughts about it at all. It was just the easy choice. Cheers, mate. Tony's crying. It's <laughs> good. My ceiling. There is no limit to what I can do. And I think you should always bet on Jade, six to one. In regards to how people feel, obviously you should always bet on Jade because I'm going to go out there. I'm going to. I'm a star in the making. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to keep my head down and I'm going to work hard because I'm a worker and that's what I do. <laughs> At the end of the day, my star power is undeniable. What I do with the ring is undeniable, and I just need to come here and create that legacy and yeah, household name. I'm 
that's what I'm here for. Very well spoken. Yeah. <laughs> so Jade Cargill was of All Elite Wrestling. Effectively, basically treats All Elite Wrestling as developmental for two years. Sounds like it. Yeah. So she, she comes and has a 16-0 winning record. It's sort of like their, their next big thing for the looks of it. And then loses to Chris Statlander on a double or nothing, drops a TBS title. She's then brought back suddenly, like, I think it's the September 9th episode of Collision, loses on Rampage five days later. What we turned out is because her contract's expiring that day. Of course, the match was filmed two days earlier. Um, and Tony Carter said that they, they started contract negotiations in the summer knowing it was going to expire her deal. She asked for a number. Tony Khan offered her that number. She then went, no, I'd like a bit more. Tony Khan offered her what? Tony Khan offered, made her that offer, and she went, no, thank you, I'm, I'm going to leave. To Tony Khan, Tony Khan's mm. realized she's leaving, and basically went, okay, if you're leaving, we're going to make sure you've got a nice exit, which is why they did the thing on Rampage, bringing her back. Props um, to Tony for, for going that route, because he could have mm. easily just gone, right, well, we'll not use you again. Yeah. Your last appearance will have been double or nothing. Uh, nice to actually give her a send off even if it was a loss it's, it's, that. it's that I, th I think it's the whole thing of like you go out on your back yeah. you know so you so she goes out putting chris statlander over definitively yeah and then done done on to the next i think it's a i think it's a very respectful way to leave a company i think yeah. and i think there's a lot of um a lot of people have brought up about edge's final run in wwe how like his last match was well, in toronto really has left yet tom oh well you know yeah. well, well well he 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 is he is done with wwe retired yeah. from we don't wwe know don't know where he's going we'll yeah. find out next month um but like how that was like he what he beat grayson waller he beat sheamus he beat finn balor like, and, someone, and there's a few that <laughs> goodbye <laughs> yeah, that's me done take it easy everybody you know should he have lost to some of those people on the way out maybe um, are they are they are they irrevocably hurt by it? No, yeah. it's fine. Uh, but Jade, I, I like the way that Jade went out. I think so. She had that match in Rampage. She lost to Statlander. They hugged at the end, and people said it was one of those hugs that was a bit too long. And they went, "Rah, she's off. Yeah. She's away." And uh, and then the rumor mill started from there, and it wasn't. And WWE went down a very different route to how they would normally do it, and they just put everything out there. They announced Jade Cargill has signed on their official Twitter, on their official social media, all over the place. They had video footage of her walking into the performance center. They had photos of her training at the performance center. ESPN announced it. ESPN had like an exclusive interview where she said, "I have signed, and I want to face Nia Jax." Ha <laughs> ha, you liar. Yeah, um, First name, name mentioned, Nia Jax. Well, that's why Nia was re-signed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nia was so unimportant this month that she didn't make the end of the year. <laughs> and this is the month she came back. This is the month she came back. The last, the last thing Vince did as sole owner of WWE was, was bring back. back Nia Jax. So we're going to cut 20 members of the roster to afford Nia Jax Nia and Jade Jax. Cargill. Nia Jax. It's mad, Nia it? Oh, yeah, Nia Jax is back. She returned uh, and attacked Rhea Ripley. And then Rhea was out of action for two weeks to go to mm -hmm. Australia. So what is so to go back to Cargill, let's not linger on Jax too long. Thank God. To Cargill. Um speculation today, she'll end up on Monday Night Raw. Yep. Um how do you see her first few months to first year with WWE going? So not only are we hearing Raw, the idea is that she might be a, she's gonna be backstage at least at Fast Lane. Yes. Yeah. Um I think well because the rumors are she's going to get the big trip. There's going to be a major push for her. I, I don't think she's going to win the world title straight away, purely because Rhea Ripley is so popular. Right. And, I mean, like one of the company's top stars 
regardless of division, basically. I think she'll come in. I think she'll power slam Nia Jax. Nia Jax will hopefully never never appear again. Yep. Um, and I think she'll just run through the roster, burning what she did in AEW, um, go on a winning streak, and eventually have this big showdown between Cargill and whoever is women's champion. I think it she might win the Rumble for all That's what I was about to say. I think she'll go on an undefeated streak up until Rumble, wins the Rumble, and it's her streak versus Rhea Ripley's title. By that point, I mean, by now, Rhea is a face in a heel faction, right? Yeah. People cheer for her, despite her still being a heel. I don't think Cargill's going to be... A, yeah, Cargill's got to be the heel as well, hasn't she, Rhea? Yeah, and I think Cargill versus Rhea could be the, the, the match at Mania for the title. We discussed it on the news as mm-hmm. well, as of day of recording, but I do think it'll be Jade Streak versus... Yeah, world champ. The bit that does terrify me and will forever terrify me is Charlotte Flair is not on this, not is not on Raw, but she, she could turn up. She's lurking. Is that the idea? Is that Asuka had an undefeated streak? <laughs> Asuka won the Royal Rumble, and then Charlotte Flair beat her at Mania. So Charlotte Flair might not win, but it wouldn't shock me if we did all that and then had Cargill lose at Mania. Yeah, just, just to be like, thought. yeah, we didn't make you. You're an AW. Let's just yeah, let's let's bring you down a peg or two. Jade Cargill's gonna finish the story and then <laughs> loses as a rubber chicken is thrown in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> if she just win the rumble, I think she'll be one of the final two. Definitely. I think it's certainly in the mix. Uh, one other thing I want to bring up this month before we get to uh, the final segment, the kids love segment, which we'll explain shortly. Um the SAG after writers strike led to Two whopping great WWE comebacks throughout yeah, September. Yeah. Uh, John Cena, who has been right in the mix with the Bloodline and LA Knight, and The Rock made a reappearance this turned, month yeah. as well with the, uh, the with uh, the side of Pat McAfee giving Austin Theory a fucking shoo-in. And the sort the sort of talk is as well as that if he wants it, as it has been for like the last three years, basically, is that if The Rock wants to main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, he can. He talked about this on the Pat McAfee show and he, he gave a little insight into WrestleMania from this year. And he even said that Rock versus Roman Reigns was, quote, Dwayne Johnson, locked in. Locked in. Locked in for WrestleMania 39. But it ended up not happening. And The Rock says it didn't happen because he wanted to create something. Like What they were creating was great, but he wanted to create something that was going to like launch a brand new era. He wanted to do something even bigger than yeah. just a match with Roman. And he didn't want to be carried through a match, is yeah, what he said. So that he was, was the report, like the idea is that he needed to get in, in ring shape. Yeah. But him, him confirming to Pat being like, I didn't want to be carried through a match and I didn't have time, and then we wanted it to be bigger than just a match. It all goes, okay, well, that makes sense why they cut, scrap those plans, scrap plans for that. Um, and it's just a shame that now Cody's uh, finishing the story. It all depends on, once again, doing The Rock Johnson going, yeah. go on. Let's do it. We're about to be holding WWE's plans hostage until he makes the decision, basically. But, the, rumble but, he, but here's the thing, right? you got the... But it is The Rock. You, it's The Rock. And also, you've got the glory of the fact that it's a two-night WrestleMania. Yeah. I genuinely think that you can serve both masters with a two-night WrestleMania where you've got The Rock, who finally wants that match with his cuz, uh-huh. and finishing the story for Cody. What order would you put them in? I've given a lot of thought to this. I think we have Rock Roman on night one for the title. For the title, and I think we have we have the winner of that versus Cody on night two. And does the does the Rock win or lose? Yeah, no, no, no. Roman wins. Okay, yeah. I have Roman beat the Rock, and then loses to Cody, and then loses to Cody. My issue would be, and it's a business mindset of business. 
is that's you don't need both those matches to sell WrestleMania. You don't. You could that that's a whole nother event you could do. You, you know, you could build a whole WrestleMania around one of those matches. You could mm. even just have Cody beat. I don't. It doesn't end the story. I don't think WWE give a shit now. But but <laughs> we could have Cody just um, beat Seth become world heavyweight champ. That's, yeah, his, t- his dad never won that belt either. It's another option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his dad never won the fucking NXT North American title. That yeah. doesn't count. Uh, well, <laughs> my dad lived in North America. That counts. Yeah. Uh, what have we made of John Cena's uh, September? Uh, like his Indian summer in the WWE brought about again because of the SAG after writers strike all of a sudden I've got some time to kill I want to do everything did you mean that on purpose he actually went to India with the WWE. Oh, shit, he did. I, I, well, do you know what? I didn't mean it, yeah, but works. I will pretend that I did. Because yeah. obviously we had the superstar spectacle that took yeah. place this month, which and did John see Cena. John Cena and Seth Rollins yeah. facing Imperium. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so he's been, he's been in the mix. How do we, how do we feel SmackDown has been for uh, an, a nigh-on full-time John Cena return? You must hate his wife. Time off. Nope. Get in. WWE, I go, but... Um, I mean, always having John Cena around is only a positive, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Like, he moves tickets like he's John Cena. Yeah. It's it's so strange, though. Like, because kids, young kids, who will not have seen a full-time yeah. John Cena, adore John Cena. Like, how... Obviously, he's a movie star now, so there is that knowledge of him. But there's, like, young kids that are still being like, oh, I want... Like, Make-A-Wish kids as well, being like, I want to meet John Cena. But it's like, you're far too young to... Remember a full-time John Cena. But they know him like you, you nailed it there. They know him for the movies. Yeah. He's a movie star. He's a celebrity. He, he appears at like Nickelodeon Kids' Choice yeah. Awards. He knows, he, he picks the roles and the moments and the jobs so well that he is timeless in the eyes of a younger generation. Is he the last WWE superstar that's bigger than the brand? Yes. Yeah. Would you say so? I feel like Reigns is getting there. I, 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 but his whole reign is... is He's the champion of the brand, so I don't know whether once he's finished that title reign, will it, will he be bigger? I, I don't think Roman's. He's not um, the mainstream appeal, does he? I don't think Roman Reigns' ceiling in Hollywood is as high as what we see from like even like Batista. Batista, Batista's the Batista. best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, Cena and The Rock. I think th- this sounds awful. Part of it is he looks like Jason Momoa. We've already got Jason. Yeah. Momoa. we've already got a Jason Momoa. Although younger, what Momoa's, about Momoa's in his in his mid to late forties. Is it like 37? That's 10 years younger. That's true. How old is Jason Momoa? Let's have a... Hey, Siri. How old is Jason Momoa? 44. Uh, it's not that. We're not that old. So it's not much... Yeah, like, yeah so you kind of like... We've got Jason Momoa at home. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what... So he. So if he stepped away, he'd have to have a bit of a, a bake-over to kind of maybe yeah. do something. Shave his hair. Yeah, go bald. Cut his hair. Go, it could be the Vin Diesel of... <laughs> I do wonder if once the actor strike is finished, because the writer strike, they've come to deal with with uh, with their with their strikes. Their strikes are now over. But the actor strike is still going on. I wonder if when that ends, that'll be it for John Cena. Oh, you won't see him for dust. Yeah, he'll be, oh, he'll be gone. <laughs> he'll be gone to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mid-match, it'll be cleared. <laughs> right, bye. I'm off. Can we just call an audible? Winner is... Yeah. Win- win- yeah. <laughs> just pin us, lads. I'm going to get back to work. Um, that was the thing, wasn't it? I think WWE said they're sort of doing week to week with Cena, the idea that once the strike ends, he's, he's gone. Yeah, he's oh. gone. Yeah, he's gone. I think and he will be here for Crown Jewel regardless. Yeah, Crown Jewel. Probably they were trying to get him for a Rumble appearance and I've heard rumours of him uh, versus Solo at Mania. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yes. So that'd be quite an exciting matchup, um, but just yeah, you would have to have a little break in the middle because it's only 
Well, it's only October now. Mm. So especially December, like this sounds awful, but like wrestling does just sort of die down once Survivor Series is done, especially to Grimace. 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 All right, have we, have we said have we Grimace? Merry Grimace. The, um, the McDonald's Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Grimace. He's he's come in and put LA Knight uh, over. Yes. Yeah. Um, not that he not that LA Knight needed it per se. He's got a stamp of approval. But he got the scene a stamp of approval. It also keeps LA Knight busy until they want to put him in the main event scene. Basically. Yeah, that's it. And again, it's not a bad person to to work with on a weekly basis, is it, John, John Cena? Cena? Yeah. I mean, this is likely John. Well, this will be last. John Cena full time run probably. Yeah. He's full time right now while he's he's around. He's appearing every paper every TV really. Especially mm. if he's forty six now. Yeah. It's well we'll talk about it next month, but he's on NXT next week. Oh yeah. Like that's just like he's doing them all. Like Christ exactly. almighty. If two or five live was still on, he'd be challenging for the cruiserweight <laughs> yeah. title. Get him in there, you bastards. NXT North American title next week. Oh yeah. my god, could you he imagine? Face Dom in a dark match after SmackDown. Yeah. That must have been cool for Dom. Yeah, that's pretty class. That's pretty class. We move in to the final segment of the of the podcast. Kids love love. dot dot dot. This I have to explain stems from a phrase that Aiden Gibbon uses in the cultaholic offices when describing a particular piece of unusual website content that has hit well. In which he'll say, "Kids love." Dot, dot, dot. So here we have five of the stories that the kids love from cultaholic.com this month. Each entry, you've got to see kids love. So we'll say kids love together, and then Aiden will sell the story. Okay, one, two, three. Kids Kids love love. Javier Bernal and Tatum, Tatum, Tatum Tatum. Paxley. Tatum Paxley (laughs) announced their... Dubbery engagement. Oh, Aww, how lovely. Reading the headline, it sounds like they've got engaged two WWE really good now. <laughs> In a way, <laughs> they all have. I did find funny as she put up the real engagement photos where it was like them on a beach, him down on one knee, she's all up, you know, crying and happy. Oh my god. She, yeah. Oh my god, like that. Going like that. <laughs> and then he put up his ones, but she's edited a photo of himself over her. I mean, like, big body only. <laughs> <laughs> um, very funny from Javier Barnell. Disgustingly young, both of them. Mm. They're both the same age as me, and I don't like it. Yeah, but you're disgustingly young. Right? I'm a, yeah. You're all disgustingly young. 25 minutes, I'm, I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> you certainly are, as mate. A, as a footballer, 27. In your 80s? Um, Back yeah. in the eighties, yeah. <laughs> when you were in your eighties, <laughs> I'm like that Rumble Stiltskin. Is that him? Yeah, just backwards. Rumble no, Stiltskin. Benjamin Button. Rumble Stiltskin. Rumble Stiltskin. He was the guy with the with the sewing needle. <laughs> yeah. Prick your finger and get to fall asleep. I thought he aged backwards. <laughs> no. Rumble Stiltskin. <laughs> Aiden Gibbons is Rumpelstiltskin. Kids love Rumpelstiltskin. Kids love Rumpelstiltskin. Talking of which, one, two, three. Kids Kids love. love. John Moxley yelling expletives at Rick Knox following Dynamite Grand Slam boff. Fantastic bit of business this was. This was Moxley in Phoenix (laughs) for the international title. A match that went completely fucking awry (laughs) and has has thrown numerous mid-card Tony Khan plans into complete fucking disarray. Yeah, Yeah, so John Moxley he has that huge win over Orange Cassidy at the start of the match. An excellent main event and all out. Um, John Moxie, the idea was, would be champion for a while. Mm. Didn't pan out that way because before the match even gets underway, Ray Phoenix does a huge dive to the outside of Dynamite Grand Slam, takes out Moxley. Moxie's head thwacks off the ringside <laughs> mat. Next thing you know, he's got a concussion. 
Uh, Roxy initially feels fine, sort of goes along with the match, and then realizes he's not fine. <laughs> calls an audible, uh, decides Ray Phoenix is going to go over. It's quite rare that we actually see this a lot of the time, they just go to the finish, but sometimes if someone's got enough like political pizzazz, power? Power, yeah. Mm. Uh, a little sway. little sway, there we go. Um, decides that, you know what, I could be out for ages. Phoenix is winning. Um, unfortunately, R- Rick Knox did not know this and didn't call it as a shoot, brother, brother. And he decided to do the one, two, and before he hits the three, he just stops. <laughs> Checks and, the shoulders and yeah, it's like... all it's like, what's going on? And Moxie's just going, fuck you! Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he goes, ah, fuck. They change the finish. So then Rhea Phoenix hits another second fire thunder driver, drops Moxie right on his head, which didn't worsen the concussion <laughs> no, somehow. Just... No, I think Phoenix was safe as houses with it, to be um, fair. And then Rhea Phoenix wins. So the plan was, I mean, that there was actually going to be a non-AW wrestler was going to come out and challenge Moxie for Wrestle Dream. Uh, Body Slam reported Filthy Tom Lawler. Clive said it wasn't going to be Filthy Tom Lawler, but it was going to be someone related with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know who. Could have been Yushi Nagata for all we know. Mm. Toriyana. Tor- fuck Toriyana. Ken Kibashi. <laughs> well, we'll get and, that and later. Antonio Inoki. Um, but I told you he loves calling out. Loves he loves this. calling out concussed John Moxley. And, and yeah. his brother just hits him with the ear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but that, but that spot where, like, we could tell through the TV something had gone wrong, yeah. and Moxley wanted to end the match. So, like, we're watching at home. We could tell Rick Knox, who's next to Moxley, doesn't pick up the signs at all. A little bit of heat on him as well. Bit oh. lot of heat. Yeah, because apparently this isn't a this isn't a first time offence. So not just a little bit of heat. There was heavy heat quote from the Fightful Select on Rick Knox. He was actually initially pulled from TV very, very, very briefly. He, was on, he wasn't on Dynamite the next yeah. week. Um, he was then back for Wrestle Dream, but he only did the first pre-show match, so it looks like he's been punished a little bit. Mm. Um, that's just speculation, but I mean, the door just put you on the one pre-show match if the high on you to the no. but um, this has happened before. I mean, there was Alex Reynolds in 2020. He got knocked out yeah. during the Rick Knox match. Just didn't realise until after it was finished. Yeah. A little bit sloppy. Yeah. A wee bit sloppy. But say he's well liked, but just like, mate, this is like, this is not the first time this has happened. No. So. Yeah. Anyway, one, two, three. Kids, Kids love! Jacksonville Jaguars pulling their WWE title belt from sale. <laughs> so why did they do that? So, of course, for years, what we've seen in the NFL, I think it's sort of Aaron Rodgers when the Green Bay Packers won in 2010, but he had a replica of the. WWE World Heavyweight Championship, the old one, the yeah. one that WWE got rid of. He had a copy of that. Did the whole thing, he did the belt motion all year, and then, and then the Green Bay Packers won the Super Bowl. So it's been a thing where WWE, and with a lot of things, WWE gives people title belts, because here you go, winning team, have a title belt. Look at the tennis as well, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think they gave... Uh, I can't remember her name. She... Serena Williams, uh, a WWE title belt, to celebrate. And that youngest tennis champion... Uh, of all time, uh, whose name escapes me. Antonio Inoki. Wasn't a, sadly. Maria Sharapova. It wasn't Inoki, nor was it Sharapova. I, I can't name any other women's tennis players. Um. See whether I've still got it on my uh, on Jell- my Twitter. Also. No, but so, but it's a common thing that they do. They yes, hand out the. Yeah. Uh, it, it became big again this year belt, as well. Custom belts. So Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has given the title belt, and then wore it about two weeks. You get really so, to flaunt your knowledge of NFL here. Oh yeah, uh, I do. I do terrible fantasy football, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, so oh, my favorite was Marshawn Lynch. 
He was always my favorite player. Big boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big boy. So, so you've got all this. We've got, we smell money here. Mm-hmm. And so they put 32 title. There's 32 in the NFL. 32 title belts go on sale. And one of them slowly disappears. <laughs> What's going on there? And Fanatics, who were the company that sort of organized all this, they went, e- the Jacksonville Jaguars belt have just sold out so bloody fast. They're all gone. We've got to get more. And that was a lie. <laughs> that so, was a lie. They just, they so they, they were off sale. They were just like, well, no, there's a conflict of interest. Yeah, so Jacksonville Jaguars are owned by Shahid Khan, who is a co-owner of All Elite Wrestling. Because Tony Khan mm-hmm. is, um, I think he's like the, like the director of American football, um, yeah. whatever that role is in the NFL. So we'll let them have a white hasn't Fulham. But conflict of interest there, of course. So the Jacksonville Jaguars just went, no, we're not having it. Mm-hmm. Our, our competition in wrestling is not selling a title. <laughs> belt, blah, 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 for a joke, I made up a, a Sunderland one for Jack. Shared it on Twitter, and it's so funny because I think everyone just—I think everyone's a bit tetchy because I put it on and like, I would never buy that. Why have they made that? I was like, it's it's blatantly it's a lie. And I and I like and people go, well, clearly the side plates are wrong because they're not League One. No, it's a joke. I've made it for a joke. <laughs> it's not real. Come on now, chill, everybody. It's all good. Mm. But Tom, what do you think of shit? I think Sunderland's a massive club. <sighs> <laughs> you, you, you're meant to go Sunderland and then you go what do you think of Sunderland oh. shit oh let me try that again yeah what do we think of Sunderland shit what do we think of shit a massive club yeah and th- then we just go yeah, yeah sorry Jack Jack will hear this and he'll be very cross yeah don't well, know what's going well, on well speaking of Jack King's birthday it was his birthday on Saturday but that was October oh fuck yeah can't talk about that next, next month oh hey. god idiot Fraser one yeah. two three kids love kids love Pat Buck. <laughs> um, no, they don't, you liar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. So, Pat <laughs> Buck um, is challenging for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. He, he runs Creator Pro, I believe. Mm-hmm. With, is Brian Myers he Brian runs Myers, with? Yeah. yeah. So, um, EC3, the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, who retired Tyrus. Oh. Thank, thank the Lord. Was that Jesus. in September? I mean, but, but, <laughs> I think we might talk about how shit he was last month. No one watched but it. But fuck it, Tyrus. It's so weird. It's weird because I've only seen a few clips of that match on Twitter, but there must have been a problem with production because they're all in slow motion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also the ropes never move the ro- <laughs> it's that bit uh, Tyrus goes to run off the ropes yes and then they just don't move st- no but he runs <laughs> off and then doesn't add any momentum because he just stops yeah and then does the sp- <laughs> he does the dive he just takes a little jaunt towards the ropes yeah. like he walks <laughs> but remember, Splash. if you don't like Tyrus, you hate wrestling. wrestling. Of course. Billy Corgan. <laughs> I used to be a big fan of the Funkasaurus back in WWE. I used to be a, like a big fan Brodus of the NWA, like over 2019, when yeah. they had like... LA Knight. Like, they had the power. Like, like Ricky had, Starks. They had Ricky Starks, had Eddie Kingston, that LA Knight. Nick Aldis was a perfect champ for oh, that show. Oh, so perfect. Um, Trevor Murdoch. Thunder Rosa. Love yeah. Trevor Murdoch. Big Tim. Trev. Big Tim, Tim Saul. Big Tim Saul, yeah, and Big Tim. The, the pandemic couldn't have hit at a worse time for them, really. They'd only just started gaining some real momentum, and yeah. then everything stopped. And then Billy Corgan, Billy, Billy Corgan just got off the rails and just gone, yeah, Tyrus, he's on Fox mm, News. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. But he's gone, and AC3 is going to wrestle Pat Buck, and people really like that. But it's weird how they went when when it was starting up. It, Billy was very sort of meek and mild and humble. The product was really fun, and then the product became quite rough. And Billy was like, "Shut up! It's brilliant." Yeah, like, it, it's all right. It it's becomes it so went, defensive. It went from smashing pumpkins to smashed pumpkin. Oh, there you go. Because it's Billy. Yeah, but the I hope is it. now is that 
then to really get uh, get back to a bit more normality. And to be fair, they have because I've watched a few episodes of Power, okay. and they're back in a sa- they're back on a sound set. They're on YouTube, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing three episodes on YouTube. They're back on a sound set. There's some really there's some really decent talent in and amongst it. You've got to carry more. They've got Kerry Morton, who I think has got a lot, lot of promise. They've got uh, a, a few of the mix from, from previous, but it's gone back to that energy of like a 60-minute power hour of wrestling, mm-hmm. which I'm so happy about. I feel like it's a more palatable show once again. EC3 as well, of course, heavily damaged by the whole control your narrative thing. But he is sort of... I don't think he'll ever reach the levels he did when he was in TNA, but he's, he's no longer shit. Mm-hmm. Do you miss his old theme, though, though? Trouble, 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 trouble. Oh, it was basically a Fallout Boy. It lives on on WTF moments. I've been fighting all my life. It's Dixie Carter's nephew. What a song. Also, Dixie Carter, cousin of Declan Donald. That is very true. That didn't. We didn't find that out this month, but it's just a nice thing. It's just a nice thing to put out there sometimes. It's just a fun factoid. So when's Pat challenging? Do we know? I can't remember. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> One, two, three. Kids love Christian Cage, who won the AEW TNT title this month. Of course, as we all know, Christian has been TNT champion since June. <laughs> yes, he has. But he actually won the belt last, well, in September. Fatherless kids don't love him, though. Yeah, no, fatherless <laughs> kids do not love him. I mean, yeah. I mean, Christian's been excellent. What oh. a career renaissance built around laughing at people's dead dads. Yeah. And the idea that he wants to fuck their moms. On paper, that rubbish, wouldn't work. Rubbish, so what's Christian's character? Well, you laugh at people whose dads have died and you he, want to shag their mums. He wants to shag widows. The widow fucker. He loves the Scottish widows, Ab. He, he, he does, yeah. Think of all those dead dads. Get his little Christian out. All those little dead <laughs> <laughs> Think of all those dead dads. But, I mean, the, the Buddy Wade thing has legit been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and that everybody just like, because <laughs> like, he won the title, then he went, Buddy Wade's looking down on me from heaven, <laughs> cheering me on. He started that presser at AW All Out and sat there and went, how's everybody's father doing tonight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very but funny. He's, he's gone completely in character as well, where you had, um, I mean, this is briefly going into October, <gasps> but um, we'll break it for this, but not for the thing that we've got to next mm. month, the biggest story. But it was, at the Wrestle Dream presser, you had it where Christian was in character and just shitting on all these journalists. <laughs> yes. And then you had it where you had these nice stories about Jay, a mysterious Jay. I went, oh, Jay is lovely, but Christian, what a bastard. <laughs> 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 also, to break it a little bit, at Wrestle Dream, that opening segment, which featured Tony Khan and the Inoki family paying homage to Antonio Inoki. And there's a lovely picture of Antonio Inoki on a table. And at one point, Tony swings his arm and he knocks the picture over. <laughs> and Rocky Romero, God love him, comes to the rescue, picks up the picture and just holds it next to him. They then, they then do a close-up of Inoki's grandchildren. And then they, the fuckers, you, you beautiful bastards, you cut backstage to Christian Cage watching and smiling, thinking about their dead grandfather. 
Antonio I mean, Inoki. He made a comment on it in the presser afterwards. Yeah, he they did. were like, Fuck oh, what is it? They've lost their grandfather. They've lost their grandfather, haven't they? <laughs> 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 Fucking amazing. Like, uh, we laughed all the way through the reactions because uh, the whole show was in the in the spirit of Inoki. Inoki but that opening it. segment was so clumsy. And then they just salvaged it by cutting to Christian Cage, basically going, lol, Inoki's dead, lol. At the start of the Inoki oh, tribute oh, show. On the show dedicated to, dedicated. The, to the memory of Antonio and oh. In hindsight, Christian Cage might be one of their most important signings. Oh God. I mean, oh. especially when you think, when they brought them in, the whole thing was made a Hall of Fame worthy signing. And, I mean, I didn't think this because I like Christian. We've all sort of looked at it and went, it's not going to be Christian, so it's going to be somebody bigger. Yeah, I, I really was, like Christian. Then it was Christian. We all sort it's of Christian. Went, oh, fuck. Christian's going to main event all in. a pay-per-view. Or, yeah. All out, I think, main eventing. But, like, he got after a little bit of a rough start. He would be sort of battle royal or double or nothing. And then the start of their feud with Kenny and I sort of thought, uh, should have been Hangman. But of course, Hangman went away because he's, uh, he's he's having a kid. Yeah. Um, but that, that feud with Kenny was amazing. And then the stuff with Jungle Boy, and it just always was really, really good. Yep. And then he turned it and went, your dad's dead. Ha, 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 Jungle Boy. And that was amazing. And... It, it's just been excellent. And then also, like, in in a wider context of how important he is, we'll discuss it next month, but someone's decided where to end their career based mm-hmm. on, on him. Yeah. And it's one of the uh, AW's other most pivotal signings. Really is. Ooh, that's I, the thing. Who is, the, who is AW's best signing so far? You could argue it is Christian in terms of outside of the founding of the company. I think Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. Daniel, I would say Danielson, uh, the guy that debuted just this past weekend mm-hmm. that we we're, we can't mention because it's, it's, it's a big teaser for next um, and Punk as well yeah. as much as you as know, much as he cocked it up cocked it up like that sort of legitimised them in the eyes of people that might have been doubters going okay they've brought CM Punk back and we know that there's been a big audience going I preferred it with CM Punk yeah I, I thought we've got one more kids love okay uh, oh. three two one kids, kids love. love kids love Thomas Jemima Campbell. Ah! What is your middle name? I haven't got one. Oh, well, it's Jemima now. Sick, in it? My dad's got two. Us three have got none. I've got I've got two. Yeah, what are yours? John Alexander. John Alexander. Thomas John. Thomas John. I'm just Tom Campbell. Got nothing. My dad's my dad's Gary Graham John. Tom Thomas Campbell. I could be Tom Tom Campbell. Thomas, I think, works. It means I always find my way home. Yeah. So, of course, this one's you've been announced as. Joe Henry had your life before it was announced, but he did announce that you are with the ring announcer for the UK Invasion Tour shows in Newcastle upon Tyne and Coventry at the end of October. So, I was under the impression that Joe Henry was coming to the office to announce the other major big news, which was that Cultaholic was sponsoring the X Division match at Turning Point. I was told, this is what Joe's doing. He's coming to do that. We're going to film a bit with the news. And I said, great. And then lo and behold, as we've sat there and done it, I find out it's more than that. really impressed with the crew managing to keep that secret from you until... You're until all bastards. I, know. I mean, we've known for weeks. You're all bastards. Like, <laughs> You're like, all bastards! It was, it was, it, we've put the reaction up and, and Tom's reaction to it and, and... Didn't even cry, shut up. The fact that, like, you... Yeah, you thought we were all there to see Joe. It was a cool moment. Thanks. That was a really cool moment. Thank you. Um, you excited? I'm, oh, my God, I'm buzzing. Oh, my God. It's genuine. Fuck Dave Penzer. Oh, no, 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 no. Love Dave Penzer. Yeah, love Dave Penzer. Love really. Dave Penzer. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, but no. Because um, 
obviously, like, I've had so many messages from people, and thank you. I've just been floored by it. I've had so many lovely messages from all from from all across the my life, wrestling life, and beyond. Uh, I've had actual wrestlers and people from different companies reaching out and saying, "Go on, lad, great to hear it." And then I've had like mates of mine from school going, "I don't know what's happening, but it looks like it's good for you." So well yeah. done, and please. <laughs> just a lovely message I had from. Um, a friend of mine, Lindsay Santoro, who's a comedian, she just did a, a, a fabulous new show in Edinburgh called Pink Tinge. And she sent me a message saying, I don't know what's happening, but it seems like it's a really nice thing for you. So well done. Hey. <laughs> like, tarpab. Uh, so I've just been inundated with lovely messages and very, very grateful for all of them. And one of them was Dave Penzer. One of them was Dave Penzer. Dave Penzer, who said, this is so cool. Knock it out of the park. And I went, I'll make sure to bring, give you the microphone back mm. in one piece. But kids love you so much, Tom. I mean, we gave it the big, the, the big treatment on Colin.com. You had the graphic. Graphic. You got a graphic. You got double graphic. Double graphic. It was the most, it got more likes, that graphic that I put up for it, than like Edge, rumored to be leaving certain <laughs> companies. Um, uh, that AEW were high on Christian Cage, uh, that Jade Cargill had signed with <laughs> WWE. Oh, I think it was the biggest hell. post we had on Twitter about at least two weeks <laughs> it's, done, it's done ridiculous number like in the, the video the, the short that we put up the TikTok it's at like 40,000 views Jesus what's going on Enoki loves Tom Campbell Enoki, Enoki it was all, it's all Enoki it's what he would have wanted kids love you so much they love you more than LA Knight oh my yeah. god because I mean I, I was I, cause obviously I tracked the real time numbers I'm just like this is doing gangbusters <laughs> <laughs> But then it was LA Knight there, that way down. It was just Tom Campbell way up here. Jeez, well, okay, it's, it's a bump. It's it's a little bump on the radar. It'll all balance out in the world. But genuinely, thank you for all the lovely comments. It's I'm I'm over the moon. Thank you to Impact. Thank you to Scott Demore. Fuck me, it's this. It's it's the, we're record, oh, it's, sat recording this on the fourth of October. It's in like four weeks like time. Twenty three days. Twenty fucking hell. Twenty three. Twenty fucking hell. I've got to lose six stone. Walk uh, Jesus Christ. Tickets still available. Tickets available. Uh, impactwrestling.com for that one uh, so you, but you can catch the whole tour uh, they're in Glasgow on the Thursday 26th yep. Newcastle for Turning Point a taping at Turning Point on the 27th which Will you can Ospreay watch Will Grado in action Will Ospreay Grado North Wrestling Championship defended by Leon Slater as well yep. and then you've got two nights in Coventry as well yes at the weekend yep. uh, so there'll be and, and all of those are Impact TV tapings I know you're going to be on Impact TV literally until like Christmas until the end of the and year and even bigger I'm going to be at the Newcastle show. Yes! So better get your tickets, lads. Fraser Porter's <laughs> going to be at the Newcastle show. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Too. Get amongst it. That's yeah. uh, Well, thank you. Thank you for getting me into the kids' love section. I feel like my, my world is yeah. complete now. We've peaked now, haven't we? Really? We truly can have we, Can we peaked. rename the show to the Cultaholic... Kids Love. I just... Kids I worry... Month would... in review. Uh, Cultaholic... Cultaholics kids love the monthly review. I'm worried it would sort of attract the wrong algorithm. Yeah. I would be my only fear. Fraser Porter, what have you got coming up? Uh, fuck all, really. Okay, uh, yeah, fuck all. Um, just check out all the usual stuff. Watch the most recent worst shows ever. That was on the channel the other week. It was a WCW show. They were pretty shit. Um, <laughs> I stream every Friday, 6 p.m. Most Fridays. Um, yeah, that's about it. Lovely stuff. Mr. Gibbons. I've got a big lie down. Um, Aiden's big lie down. In terms of the website, just the regular news sort of schedule. Yeah. Keep clicking on the quizzes. Keep clicking on the news articles. Quizzes are good. Keep me employed. And always tweet at Cultaholic with 
Thank you, Aiden. Someone did it again. Good. I saw it. And we all we all got a hundred percent on sexy boys. Shawn Michaels, sexy boy. First hundred words. <laughs> yes, there's, that's the one of the many quizzes you can do at cultholic.com waiting for you there right now. There's quizzes every single day. Uh, they they do cause a little break in business for the office where we <laughs> uh, have a have a running total of who's no. <gasps> Sacrilege, it. sacrilege. What do you do? Uh, on the podcast feed, this, well, I, well, you're hearing this on Thursday. I'm off for the rest of the week, so I'm not in the office until Monday now. Um, but you have, from yesterday, you have a brand new Desert Island Graps featuring Subculture. Ooh. Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, the Impact Tag Champs, and Danny Luna. We did all three on a Desert Island Graps simultaneously. Four. It was a wild ride. That's waiting for you uh, on the podcast feed. Uh, and... It's, so it's a bit quieter over the next couple of days, but then we kick back in next week. A brand new episode of the Classic Raw review coming up next week. Uh, the Classic Nitro review will return. Sam was a bit poorly sick this week, so we didn't get a new episode out. And unfortunately, I wasn't here to record with Matthew. So a brand new SmackDown review next week as well. Uh, just just keep subscribing to the podcast. Keep clicking on the podcast stuff. We appreciate it. Keep us on forward slash Cameo. Oh, yes, of course. And, fun, and book us on Cameo. Cultarly.com forward slash Cameo. Support us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic as well. Thank you for being a friend. And OnlyFans forward slash uh, Aiden Gibbons XXX. <laughs> no, no, I'm very good. I can send people personal letters because I'm not you, an OnlyFans. You, you yeah. can. You so can. if you want to pay me £30 for a personal letter, please do. Until we are next back together at the Fraser Porter on Twitter, at the Aiden Gibbons on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We're at Cultaholic on Twitter and at Cultaholic.com. We'll see you later, aggregator. Bye. Happy Easter. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 